0: This shit is. Oh my fucking god! Oh my god Welcome dude. to
1: the LMG 1904 <laughs> <laughs> show. It's your boy, Be yeah. quiet. reporting motherfucking live. This oh, shit. Go. Woo. This
2: house was just turned the fuck back. This is World War Three right now. Real quick, Don't though. Don't
0: ever fuck with. Come here, gun. come here, Elise. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. What? Oh oh. We'll yeah, see. turn off your phone. Yeah, sir. <laughs> I had to turn off. I- Everybody. Let's wish Elise a happy birthday. Six years clean, baby. E- happy birthday yeah. to you. Can you happy birthday, birthday
3: to, to you. Coming out. Coming out. <laughs> can you. Happy birthday, dear, dear
1: you know, oh Gloria. Let's take a moment to talk about happy it. Happy birthday. birthday. Can we get through the celebration do first? Is it okay? Can I do that? Congratulations. Can I congratulate not you?
2: Not. No, don't, don't let her I talk. I've
1: got a gift for don't you. Don't let her she's talk. Cele- she's no celebra- we can't Oh shit. <laughs> I've got I've got a gift for you. <laughs> What's the gift? It's a little gem. It's a
3: what is the gift?
1: It's a hot lasagna of a conversation. If you just get the <laughs> fuck out of the way so I can start this podcast.
0: <laughs> <Jeez>! <laughs> oh, that was fucking great, Oh, dude. Man. oh I'm still dude, got tears I walk in my into eyes. Right oh. now. Oh. oh, sorry about that. Okay. Let me just get right into it. <laughs> let's
1: welcome to the show, <clears throat> Mr. Mike Ratso How are you fucking doing, Hello. player? Hi. Yeah. How are you? <sighs> I didn't do sound checks. Is nothing. Because close
2: was... enough to this mic. You're fucking in there, like swimmer. Go ahead and talk. I will suck this mic's dick off right now.
0: Okay.
1: Let's go. All right. That's right. And that's been another episode <laughs> of the LFG nineteen hundred four show.
0: Good God.
1: Sucking mics off. You hey. must have listened to Lori's episode. And now you're all like, <laughs> I can be sexual, too. Yeah. Oh, man,
2: I missed that one. Is, D- is it good, bro? Oh, you're so you know, the last two episodes we've done. Man, I've been so busy. Like I've caught up. I, Ian's was the last one I listened to. Like,
0: <sighs> hey, that was fucking fire.
1: So man, good. I love that. dude. It was really so much, good.
2: man. What a guy. Right.
1: It, yeah, for real. Yeah. Like his episode was a turning point. It wasn't a turning point, but it was just like to have the homie. I'm fucking. Cr- <laughs> all right. I got to back it up. So Elise, <laughs> in all her infinite wisdom, has these delicious gummy bears that she stashes in the so motherfucking good. pantry. I'm making a point when I get here to get myself a little energy.
2: Fraser Farms gummy pop bears. a couple gummy
1: bears. Let's oh, yeah. sponsor: Fraser these Farms not, gummy these bears. These are not 99
2: cents store gummy bears. These, yeah, these are not
1: Hairbow, which by far the leader in gummy bears. I'm a gummy bear aficionado. I know what I'm talking about. Fraser Farms up there, not the best, not the worst. She, however, thinks they're twenty-four karat gold plated, and is being stingy <laughs> with the goods. You dig? Oh, it was so uh, fucking good! I handed Rafa the bin because oh. I knew that Elise didn't want us to eat them anymore, and immediately snitched on him. <laughs> <laughs> Elise, Rafa's eating the gummy bear, and then Rafa slides it in front of me and eats a fistful of them with I, his
2: mouth full of gummy bears and, and, and hey,
0: like hey, a child. Hey, hey, B-Graph was straight up. Finish him. Whoopsie. Do you know? Do you want to try that again? No, 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 no. Th- this one. What the fuck? Which one it? Wrong. Oh, the
1: reload one? He's just pushing all the buttons. It's not the yellow one. There you go.
0: Regraft with a snitch in Weston. <laughs> snitch and Weston. Yeah, the blame thrower. Yeah, the
1: blame thrower. The old snitch bleed yeah I, I had to bro because i just knew how funny that was gonna be and it was just, seriously just the look on your face <laughs> you were like ooh, 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 and i am so like fucked. screaming laughing when elise finally makes her way out here you'll see the video on the instagram but that's oh a little yeah too.
0: that's going up oh god
2: mm. mike yes
1: thank you for coming on the show man thank you for having me man it's a fucking Straight it's up. gonna be a good one i can already I fucking love feel
2: it. podcasts and i love you guys so what the fuck <laughs> All right. Well, here, first here. things I want to help you out with—it's kn- about to go down.
1: That's right. Oh yeah. So, um, help me out. The headphones adjust. Oh, bingo. There, oh, oh, you. There, had- check <laughs> oh, out. Sound well, any no, better? I can he hear. Re- Hey.
0: Remember, he was—he wanted the <laughs> whole. Oh, he DJ wants to do the shots, DJ set. I you know <laughs> mean, yeah. I'm a fucking. <laughs> hey. I'm a fucking podcaster <laughs> I'm, I'm a fucking podcaster.
2: Las Vegas, are you ready to vibe <laughs> with me? <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> damn i'm I'm like uh, physically exhausted after that laugh that was like I was almost lost consciousness that was at one a point
4: laugh right there it was it was good that oh. was from the gut it was guess what and nope. I got a big gut and I just couldn't I wanted to laugh with you but I didn't want to spit gummy bears over <laughs> so I was just like
1: mm. Oh, it was so
0: good. I know. We should have started the podcast room all this shit was going on. So, so everybody would be like, oh, no, I get it. Because right now, people are driving right now. They're like, what the fuck are these guys talking about?
1: Literally, we were in the middle of arguing with Elise about our gummy bears, and I just started the show. It was fucking awesome. Uh, Mike. You guys need video. I know. Thanks. I know. Yeah. We just, you know
0: well we're gonna, first sponsor that's what we'll do we're, we're gonna set up b graph's fucking garage and it's gonna be fully decked out yeah, i'll come help when Mo- I can. motorcycles and fucking cameras come on that,
1: that's awesome
0: dude my chick was like you can
1: record the podcast in the garage like go full on ahead we could do that i think it'd be fucking rad dude yeah it would just require a lot of y'all could not leave me hanging on the on the cleanup. you can
2: be like thanks for recording a podcast i'm out of here you need to hire hey, an producers. intern for that
0: yeah 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 mm. fuck yeah
2: so what's up? Let's take it back. Let's take it back to the first time I met Dustin and Rafa. We'll take it back a little further than that. Yeah. Where are you from? Born and raised in San Diego. God damn it!
1: Are we ever going to get somebody that's not from here? I
2: don't know. I, I ain't mad at it. Nineteen oh four, baby. Nineteen oh four. That's all right. Straight up, you know the deal. I was born at uh, Balboa Naval Hospital. Oh shit! Okay. In nineteen
0: seventy three. Damn. You yeah. know, you don't, you would never even think how old Rizzo yeah. was. No, I had no yeah, idea.
1: Yep.
2: Damn. Okay. Gen X, baby. (laughs) 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 Fucking millennials everywhere I look. Yeah. Mm.
1: Fucking. uh,
2: You're a Navy brat? Yep. That was in the Navy.
1: No shit. You lucked out. I got fucking stuck in Norfolk.
2: Mm.
1: Sucked. Yeah, you're stuck here.
2: Yeah, stuck, dude. Murphy, (laughs) Canyon Navy housing. Ooh, how was that? Oh, it was. It was. Good and bad. It was a little rough. A little rough? Yeah, it was a little a little rough, yeah, I guess you could say, kind of like, you know how, uh, it's like enlisted people, and so like, you know, you get every type of person right. who's trying to get out of whatever situation they're in and join the Navy and better their life, but they come there and they're still all,
1: still the same person they were when they left, right? And so Murfreesboro, had, had Tennessee, a, had them all all there, you know what I mean, yeah. so
2: it was like, I don't know, it was good though, I mean, I there was canyons, I used to play in the canyons all day as a kid, and Play with snakes and shit? Go snake hunting, yeah, dude. We used to go <sighs> rattlesnake hunting. I'd get like a broomstick and put like two nails at the end of it, and sharpen them up and just go down in the cans and like stick rattlesnakes and yeah. <laughs> holy shit, shit. Them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, cool.
1: That I mean that's growing up right there. Yeah. That's good stuff.
2: So okay. yeah, that was that. I played baseball. Okay. Rode my rode my PK Ripper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. little, little, what is that how big is that a 50
2: cc no pk ripper is a uh, bmw but it's like a not bmw bmx bike it's, a it's, like, it's like a Schwinn, but it was like a square one the, all, the, all the older guys in here know, know what pk ripper is if, if they're listening they're like oh shit yeah pk ripper yeah. but
1: okay all right a little like before small, you guys time a little bit I, we was on the on we had harrow and gt and huffy yeah. that was like and if you had anything but a huffy you were a rich kid
2: Right. I, I actually,
0: I rode a Schwinn when I was a kid, I remember.
1: Yeah, Schwinn's,
2: see, Schwinn's were the rich people's bike when I was a kid. Schwinn's and Diamondbacks, dude. If someone had a Diamondback. I remember DBs, we yeah. We were stealing it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's
1: coming home with yeah.
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> right. We just wait for them to go in the store. <laughs> Thanks for the free bike, motherfucker. Yeah, like we couldn't afford Diamondbacks, man. They were expensive. Mm.
1: Right. And uh, you know what's crazy is expensive back then was like 120 125 bucks. 125 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: exactly what it was, man. You're yeah. like, 125 bucks, man. How the Fuck! Would I ever afford this? Fucking yeah, times right. have
0: changed. Times have fucking changed. the inflation rate right now. is right, in it's crazy. Yeah, seven percent. Silly, dude. It's fucking in Seven point five. Yeah. right now that's fucking insane. It's fucking twenty percent yeah. in Ukraine right now. Yeah. <laughs> Real <laughs> estate. Yeah, and every and everything's oh, still on a fucking ship. So right. go figure.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh no! What what? <clears throat> You got a little gem for us.
2: Oh no, people are just talking about like investing in rubles right now because there's <laughs> they're ninety like less than a penny, right? So you could like <clears throat> take a thousand bucks and buy you know a, you know however many whatever it is hundred hundred thousand rubles or whatever it works out to be, and then when the economy goes back up in Russia, you just make a shitload of money, you know?
1: Right. Damn. Do you predict the Russian economy bouncing
2: back? Yeah, it'll bounce back, but that's kind of like uh kind of like treason.
1: Yeah, I you mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well. I don't know why, right. because we still buy fucking eighty-five percent yeah, yeah, yeah. of our petroleum comes from Russia, people, <laughs> right. and then we shut down the pipeline. Which I kind of agree with shutting down the pop- pipeline based on how it was routed. But
2: crazy times we're living in. It is fucking wild, so man. Yeah, I grew up uh, Cold War kid, you know, like, dude. Um, yeah, eighties where you're we just were reliving like, it. It's back. It's back. Red Dawn, like, baby. Red Dawn, exactly, man. Wow. That was like my favorite movie. Doaster, what were
1: Bro, the um, what would you think of the new one? I didn't watch it. Really? No, I don't yeah. Know. So was that? Fucking I, I bad.
2: don't really watch the new ones like that, like the new uh, remakes, Point Break or the new Red Dawn, dude. If you once you do it like that, Keanu Reeves and Nick Nolte or Swayze, come on, <laughs> man, come on. How do you beat? How do you top Swayze?
1: True. I, I really hope they don't do that to any John Hughes movies because those are like fucking near oh, and dear to the heart. Sixteen Candles Part Two. Weird Science <laughs> Part <laughs> Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Breakfast Club. Like you can oh, redo that. It, dude, yeah. It, man. I would fucking. That's,
2: Sacrilegious,
1: if
0: for real. Yeah, I think I think Hollywood knows better.
1: Then well, again, they'll probably try. If there's
2: a buck to make, they'll do it. You oh, know I was about mean? to
0: say. I mean, they're do, redoing it with fucking uh, Top Gun. I mean, yeah, he, yeah. it's a sequel. I mean, but he's going to be a sequel, in. The, right. Yeah, he's yeah. going to be it's in. I, that should be badass, really, dude. So, <laughs> I, so I was actually
1: I talked to another dude who was on that boat, but I had a good friend that was on that boat, and they're like, Tom Cruise made it a like a, they made it an executive order, like you are not to talk to him, right. look at him, mm-hmm. get out of his way if he's walking by you, because he wanted to stay in character. Like, shut up, you cuck. (laughs)
2: Dude, I was, uh, when I was younger, I did like some extra work. Yeah, and I was on Baywatch a couple of times. What, yeah, dude? And that was that's how it was with Tommy with uh, Pamela Anderson. Oh well, it was like sure. dude, they'd, you'd come in, in the morning. They'd be like, nobody looks at Pamela Anderson, nobody talks to Pamela Anderson, nobody even thinks about Pamela Anderson. Or you guys are gone.
0: Well, you should have been like, well, guess what? I've already seen a video. Fuck
2: you. <laughs> I've already <laughs> seen <laughs> the video. No, that was before the video came out. Dude. Oh, oh, damn. Really? Yeah. And how nice. much was she
1: nice or just? was nice. uh, no, she, stuck she up. was
2: nice. Yeah, she was nice. But I swear to God, dude, I had like a scene where they were they were shooting at SeaWorld. Mm-hmm. And so it was like there was some gnarly boat blowing up in Mission Bay or some bullshit, you know. And then, uh-huh. like I was supposed to be a paramedic and come down. And while they take the people off the boat, I grab them and take them and be like, you know, we got it from here, man. That kind of shit. And like I was next to Pam Anderson. And like I swear, dude, like there was a hundred people watching me.
3: Like, <laughs> oh my You know God. what I
2: mean? Like don't even fucking talk to her, bro. Don't talk to her. Don't fucking yeah, even look at her. Right. Exactly. So I did. Obviously, I was like. <laughs> shot <Bro>. my shot <laughs> she, knew I, what it, she knew and what I was up I have out. a scar to this day on my leg Because my chick, my ex-wife got so mad at me Really? That she threw a bottle and hit me with it dude <laughs> Really? Because have my friends were like did you fuck her dumb and I'm like no dude I was like, This is so dumb extra. Right exactly yeah. you know, I, was did like, I, I didn't even talk to her man I'm, I was like ah like, <laughs> Hey how the fuck did you get that gig? Um, oh, Teeny I mean, Real dude you? shout out to Teeny Real casting man My um, ex-wife's aunt is a casting agent
0: Really? Is that the only one you've ever done?
2: No, I've done a few. I've really? done a few movies, dude, yeah. No I'm shit. I'm out there, bro. <laughs> have <That's fucking laughs> been rad. in a couple of movies? Yeah.
0: And what yeah. is your wife mad about? You?
1: She should be mad at
2: her auntie. Uh, Well, uh, Yeah,
1: we'll go, get go, there. Go figure. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I, mean? I was Surprise. always to blame, dude. It seems yeah. like
2: I ha- always had, in, in my relationships in life, I was always to blame, dude. Oh. So weird. <laughs> 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 we'll get to that part.
1: So yeah. what, what's home life like growing up?
2: Well, I'll tell you, man, my dad was a Vietnam vet, so he was, uh, I don't know too much about it because even to this day, we have not talked a lot about his experience in Vietnam, but I know he was there, and he was what's called an operations specialist. So I think they go on these little boats up the river, and they like ferry Navy SEALs up the the river, and they kind of (laughs) like.
0: There's a goddamn chicken in the house.
2: (laughs) Kind of like uh, keep track of. uh, enemy movements and stuff. So I think And get
0: shot at from the tree line.
2: Get shot at from the tree line. Get blown up. A lot of those boats got blown up because I guess they had some kind of... <sighs>
1: who's that? Who's baby dick? Jake. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Old Jakey Poo. Shots
0: fired. Well,
1: now we know. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> we'll find out if he listens or not because your name in Rob's phone is baby dick. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. look at who you're dealing with. What? I'm a sick How punk, do you know man. that he's got a baby dick? I'm a sick fuck. Because the picture that he put to the group chat.
4: Yeah, we all knew. Remember?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't catch that, that dick shot. Is, <laughs> I must have been absent that man. day. <laughs> I'll just ask him to resend that it. the group chat. Dude, pff, you know who loves to send pictures of his peen? Fucking Frank. Yeah. All you gotta do is say, you won't, and fucking yeah. ten of them will show up. Right. <laughs> painted, and fucking <laughs> costumes.
4: Mm. Goat's tail. Mm, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Punk rock penis. Punk rock wiener.
1: Yeah. Inside of dudes, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> halfway in, halfway out. It's weird.
2: <laughs> Covered in poo <poo-poo>. poo. <laughs> yeah, come on, come on. This is how it goes. Six. So okay. So anyways, dad's that, a was, gut. E- surrounded, no way out, dude. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> they, they were everywhere. No.
1: I mean, fuck, probably. So
2: um, yeah, home life, man. Dad was uh, he was a hard man. Yeah. You know? And mom was an alcoholic, so she was uh. She loved me. I I know my mom loves me to this day. I love you, mom. Shout out to my mom, Carol Retzo. She is the most amazing mom in the whole wide world. That's right. You know, um, kept me on the straight and narrow as much as she could. Right. So, um, but yeah, I was just free run. My dad was gone all the time. So it was like, I'd, you know, go to school, come home, hang out for a little bit. My mom would start drinking and then I'd be gone. You know, I'd be (laughs) gone. Wouldn't come home. You know what I mean? Right. So that was kind of like how home life was.
1: What about uh, your early early teen years, or what would you say? Let me. I always ask this. Did you? Can you now, looking back, tell that you had addict tendencies before oh, you dude, ever picked up the I've drugs? I've been an addict my whole life, man. Yeah, yeah. What were some of the things you were getting into behavior wise? Stealing,
2: lying, cheating—you name it, dude. Right, killing rattlesnakes, drugs, dude. You yeah. know, like yeah. was, death. Yeah. <laughs> De- fuck, man.
1: I mean, you like to play with fire. Clearly, killing rattles—I just yeah. now realize I'm like, wait, two nails in the end of a fucking broomstick trying to oh, kill yeah. a
2: rattlesnake? Oh yeah, we put, uh, savage,
4: savage, dude. Yeah, so when did you start doing crack? <laughs> <laughs> about 12. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right. That's when we moved to Compton. <laughs> it <I'm sorry. laughs>
1: was fucking running rampant back in them days. Oh, so, so,
2: Yeah, so I was an addict before I ever picked up, man. Yeah. You know, and I think that stemmed from me just not feeling good about myself. You know what I mean? Like, uh you know, every, my dad was always angry, and uh, he was just an angry guy. You know what I mean? And, and um, for whatever reason... That's you know we'd have to talk with him about that. I don't know, man, but uh, probably has something to do with his home life and you know what happened to him over there in Vietnam and stuff like that. But he was just fucking angry. Then he'd cut. He was you know my mom was now alcoholic, so he'd be pissed at her for whatever she was doing and fucking guess who got the guess who got the brunt of it? Yeah, Mike did. You know, Mike Grezzo, yeah, yeah. <laughs> old Mikey. And so you know, I just it was it was hard, man. It was hard because I didn't feel loved. You know what I'm saying? And that's what created the need for me to feel different so when i found drugs and alcohol man i knew that nothing else mattered you know what i'm saying i was like dude this feels good i feel good for the first time in my life i feel good so then it was just that obsession started you know from there and and never stopped dude
1: what was your introduction to drugs and alcohol
2: so i was about probably like seven years old when i had my first drink so my mom was an alcoholic She was a drinker and uh my dad was not a drinker. He was one of those guys where, like, I'm never fucking doing drugs. I'm never doing drinking. I, I don't want anything to control me, man. I want to be in control, like, that kind of thing. Yeah. But he would have, he, you know, he's a hearty guy. He's one, like, when he, like, you know, he's always riding motorcycles. He actually, shout out to Journeyman MC Motorcycle Club. You know, he started a club with his friends and stuff like that, but, um. He would have his buddies over and I remember being like seven, six, seven years old, and you know, they were drinking beers and they you know, they had the cooler over there and, and someone would be like, Mikey, go get me a beer and so I'd run over there and I'd be like, Dad, can I have a drink. Right. And he'd be like, no, nah, man. And they were like, come on, let him have a drink, you know? And so my dad was like, all right, one drink, you know? So I took two drinks. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I didn't get drunk or anything like that, but but my stomach got all bubbly, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And my head got light, you know? And I'm like, I had that head change. That was my first head change. Oh, yeah. I know and exactly I was what you're like, about. this feels good, man. I'm you know? down for like, this. Well, yeah, I was down for it, man. And I was just like happy. And they were all like, yeah, mm. yeah, little Mikey, you know, right. like that uh, kind of stuff. and. Uh, so that was my first sip of alcohol and that's that opened the door to me being to, to me knowing there was a way for me to feel better. Mm-hmm. And so then after that it didn't start right away but then I'd start like going into my mom. She was a gin and tonic drinker and I don't know if man gin and tonics are fucking nasty, dude. Yeah,
1: I love like it. Like god. Uh, only if you got limes though because if I have to drink that straight no, it, bro, it is a little she, raw. and she
2: drank like the charcoal filtered gin with like the dry m- I don't even know what kind of tonic water it is, but it had like a yellow label, man. Sheps. And Sheps, dude. Oh, my God, dude. And it was so nasty, dude. But I remember just sneaking in. She'd have her, like, you know, liquor under the cabinet, mm-hmm. under the kitchen sink. And I'd sneak in there and pour some in a cup and then fill it back up with water, you know? Oh, you drinking, bastard. Dude. No
1: wonder she had to drink so much.
2: <laughs> and then she'd, like, smoke her cigarette. She'd smoke Marlboro 100s, you know? Cadillacs. She'd she smoke them like halfway. So oh, I, dude. Fu- dude, yeah, yeah so you, I'd had, fu- you had cigarettes. Bro, and booze I was drinking and smoking times. like at eight years old yeah, sp- out my window, dude. And, and, uh, my friends would be like, Hey, go steal some of your mom's cigarette butts, you know? And I'd be like having almost full cigarettes, dude. You For know? Sure. So, yeah. So that's how, that's how I started. And I, and I, I knew that even then I knew I was different, man. You know what I mean? I knew I was different and, uh, it just kept going from there mm. and, um, it re- progressed to me smoking weed And then, you know, I was like a little, I was, you know, I was a rough little kid, man. So all the older kids liked me. They'd be like, Mikey, go punch that guy. And so I'd run over there and punch him and I'd get beat up. And then they'd come over there and they'd fight him and stuff like that. But they were just like, you know, send me out to do that shit. And you were on a missile mission. I was just so happy. I was so happy. I was like, had friends, you know what I mean? People who loved me. Like, it was weird growing up without, with not, not feeling loved sucks, dude. And so when you find that and whatever, Mm -hmm. way it is man you gravitate to it whether it's healthier and healthy you don't know at that age that this is not healthy love dude yeah this is unhealthy love and this this is not real love straight up but you think you think it is and you're all about it man and you start and you make choices and so anyways they would they would hook me up i'd get i'd steal like ten dollars from my mom or my dad or whatever like i'd change get changed together and they'd give me a dime bag back then it was like three fingers you know who damn and i'd roll them up in the joints and I'd go to school and sell them for two bucks a piece. You know, this is like sixth grade, fifth, sixth grade, dude. Straight Damn. straight fucking hustler. Right, dude. exactly. Would, so I'd have in my lunchbox, you know, and uh, then I'd go to the, there's like a mini market. And I'd go buy candy and, dude. I remember taking my first girlfriend to Carl Jr. with that money. You
1: classy boy. You know boy. what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, honey. And she was the
2: girl want. everybody wanted to be with. I can't remember her name. It was so long ago, man, but... Everybody wanted to be with her, and I was like, and you know, I was like, hey, let's go. You want to go out with me? And she's like, where? am I? Like, let's go to Carl's Jr. She's like, I love Carl's Jr. <laughs> <laughs> back, back when the hamburgers yeah, so were like, weird. Her, her, name, so weird. her name is going to be Mrs.
0: Hardy's. Yeah, so weird, dude, the, the
2: memories <laughs> that you have. Like, I remember her. Um, we got like hamburgers and French fries, and then I dumped all the French fries together and put ketchup on them. She's like, what are you doing? I'm like, putting ketchup on the French fries. She's like, well, what if I don't like ketchup? I'm like, oh, shoot, I'm sorry. She's like, no, I do, but you just have to be conscious of that when you're dating girls. <laughs> <laughs> and we're so young, dude, Damn. like fifth grade. And I'm like, right. oh, okay, I remember that. Yeah, um, I remember that. So. Damn. Now, touch Shout my pee pee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't this, all right. So, after I don't so, put yeah. ketchup on the french fries, <laughs> yeah. that's
1: when I pull it out and you jerk it, right? <laughs> I don't think
2: I was thinking that back then, man. I, I know I wasn't thinking that. Oh, dude. I was just happy me. to be there. I was thinking about that shit. Well, I mean, not school, at that homie. specific yeah. instance, <laughs> yeah. but we did play Doctor. Thanks, did, Dad. You know I mean? yeah, no, yeah, th- thanks, Dad, yeah. for
0: having those Playboys in the house. I, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was at an early it. age. I was fucking really horny. Yeah. No, no, I was too, man,
2: but not at that. I think that was before it hit. That was like the year before it hit, or something like right, that. Right,
1: right. Or the like the nervousness, you know, whatever it was. Like, yeah, I yeah. was not. I was the ugly duckling in my group of friends for a long time until I got to high school. Well, you sure
2: have blossomed, handsome. Nah, thank he you. still is. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> First off, motherfucker. Yeah, let's go then. Do you want to take the Pepsi Challenge with Poppy Chulo? <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> what that you don't that know what the mean? Pepsi is It's to where le- they wrap both cans in black and they have you drink one and they say which one do you ever uh, which one do you like better. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's go. You know, I'm Coca Cola. You're Pepsi.
4: <laughs> oh God,
1: they don't ever. Whenever you go to a restaurant, you know what I'm getting. I'm going down the rabbit hole. It Doesn't it? Doesn't matter. We've got friends. Anywho, anywho. we're getting jerked off everywhere. At Carl's yeah, yeah, Jr. No, everywhere, <laughs> <jerked off. laughs> dude. It's okay. All right. It's allegedly. 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 <laughs> so uh, you're selling weed. That's yeah, pretty man. Impressive. I was three finger dime bag is impressive. And then all the fuck. bigger
2: kids. Would come to me, dude. Wow. You know, like, because there was all kinds of kids in the neighborhood at Murphy Can. I lived there It I was about 11.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And there was all types of different people from all over the country. You know, there was like big Samoan bloods and Damn. rockers who listened to Leonard Skinner and, you know, Iron Maiden and that kind of stuff and all that kind of stuff. And so I would obviously I'd get my weed from the rockers and sell it to the Samoans. <laughs> you know Sounds what I mean? But it right. was cool, man. I mean, it was cool. I, was, I felt like I fit in somewhere. You know, whatever. I don't know. I'm down for that. Yeah. So so then we moved from there. Uh, we moved to Imperial Beach. Well, South San Diego. Damn. Uh-huh. Uh, when I was about. Right in middle school. So, so like, IB middle school. like IB or like National IB. City? No, like IB.
1: In IB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, nice. They used to call it South San Diego?
2: Well, there's a there's a line. Like 13th Street, the, the zip code changes, and I lived on 16th Street. There's like oh. there's like three zip
0: codes on that area. Right, exactly. It's so, technically, yeah.
2: I mean, I went to Mar Vista, which is in Imperial Beach, but I didn't live in Imperial Beach. I lived uh. in South San Diego. But I still said I was from Imperial Beach or Where whatever. If I was with people from South San Diego, I was from South San Diego. I IB's dope. I was, yeah.
1: It, and it was affordable up until I think the last two years. It's gotten super fucking pricey. Yeah, it, was,
2: it, was, it was different back then. It was a lot of. A lot of hood. A lot of hood. A lot, a lot of, of A lot of gangs, man. Really? A lot of gangs, dude. There are so many gangs in that area. I cannot believe it. No shit. I didn't shit. know that many gangs existed.
1: Damn. Just every street was a different set?
2: No, uh, every couple every every couple blocks.
4: Right. Yeah. Damn. Every, every three houses. Yeah. <laughs> just, bro, that's just like in New York. It's like. It, you can't gang bang in New York, bro, it just doesn't make sense you're just on top of Cause each like other. yeah, you're like right next to your fucking rival like what are, what are you gonna do? yeah <laughs> that's how bro, it we was, ride man. the same I bus mean, you, <laughs> to school And hey, you yeah. cross once.
2: yeah, that's why everybody dropped out of school. I dropped out of school in ninth grade in high school, because it was just yeah. like fu- just getting my ass kicked or get, getting into the fights all the time, you know right right did yeah. you gang bang growing up? No, no, I didn't gang bang, man. but I just I did, fended I, my lunch money, I, right, you yeah. know what I mean it was just like I was the I don't know so it's
0: a huge fucking culture shock I'd be coming from where you're at.
2: Well, uh, yeah, I guess it kind of was a huge culture shock, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, where you're at in Navy housing, it's just it's like a melting pot of it was a melting everybody, pot. Yeah, but all the happening. kids like generally like you got to kind of have each other's back. Like yeah. uh, that's how it right. was. I had friends there. I did right, I had, like
2: friends that I grew up with, mm-hmm. you know, that I related to, and
1: here you are. And they moved you right m- for high school.
2: Yeah, right. No, right in junior high, middle school. Fuck, middle school. And I came down there, and it's like you know
4: that's tough because like you're like finding yourself at that like that age. Right.
2: right. Yeah, I never thought about like that. About like that. But yeah, I guess I was trying to find myself, and it was tough, man. It was tough to do, moving mm-hmm. to a new place. I guess I. I you know what? That's so weird. Is I never actually put that together. Yeah. So you just said that, Rob.
1: Well, okay. Hey, I'm. Yeah, new. <laughs> yeah for real, wow, Rafa. Damn, with some gems. Oh, I'll tell you a
2: story, man. I just remember coming down to IB, you know, and like, and I was like probably one out of five white kids. You know, what I'm saying a lot of Hispanics, yeah. mostly. And I remember these kids, well, they were cool with me. We were cool because, I, you know, I wasn't scared of, it, of anything, really. Man. Right. You know what I mean? So they they were cool because I was not like the typical, like, whatever.
1: You I'm know? not going to let you walk all over me.
2: And so I just remember them talking about La Rosa, you know, like, oh, this is for La Rasa homes and stuff like that. I'm like, what is that? And they're like, oh, you can't you can't know about that, man, you know. Right. And I didn't understand it, you know, but I, but I was right there. I felt kind of like separated again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's kind of weird.
4: It's the culture, baby. Yeah, so
2: that's how I that's how I ended up in uh junior high.
4: Yeah. Marvista I, Junior. Like like I could I could relate to that in a big way because um I was Puerto Rican and Dominican and I grew up in East Flatbush. And East Flatbush is just like I talked about it a couple of times, but like it's just like predominantly like a Jamaican neighborhood, and a lot of Haitians and stuff like that. So I was light-skinned in that neighborhood. And a lot of people just treated me different. You know what I'm saying? Like That's all the a time. That's real thing, man. Yeah, and it's Very crazy. True. Yeah, especially around that time. Like I think we moved there. We moved. no, nah, I kind of grew up there. Like from from the the beginning of middle school to about um, to about high school, and then I moved out to Besti, and man, Besti was so much better because it's just like this guy makes me want to go to yeah. New York man, that first ice I could totally yeah. relate
0: man I was a fucking Mediterranean cowboy in Ramona get the fuck out of here, here.
4: <laughs> he, does, he does his answer that's why
0: a Mediterranean cowboy yeah, you know what I mean yeah. you know, you
2: know like fucking you tough got the olives yeah. yeah you know what I mean that's So fucking hard dude I can relate with you guys I'm sorry get the <laughs> no I'm glad man that's probably why we get along so well dude
1: are you Mediterranean as well Italian yeah. Italian yeah, I'm a, that's a full Italian name yeah, yeah, yeah I'm half long.
2: Italian I'm okay so I'm Italian, Irish, and English. Those okay, my
4: major... I cannot do an Ancestry.com, dude. Because if I find out I'm like 1% Moroccan, fuck it, I'm eating pigeon for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? No, they don't eat pigeon, bro. Hey, do. we have
0: we actually have that fucking thing right now when I'm like, I don't even want to do
2: it. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I'm okay with so what I think. Here's the
0: deal. My sister already did it, right? And I, my whole life oh. growing up, I thought I was Greek and Italian. That's uh-huh. what we... We're mainly that, right? But then there's... We're just a mix of things. We all are. My sister, she's five percent Filipino. Arabian. No, Saudi oh, yeah, Arabian. Kidding.
2: What? Yeah. Wow. And so yeah, I got one percent Polynesian somehow. But my last name, my last name
0: is Woolsey, <laughs> and that's English. Uh-huh. So my grandfather was half English and half Italian. My grandmother was full Italian. My other grandma was Greek. Then my other grandfather, my grandfather was uh, German. So I have a, a mixture of things. You know right. what I mean? But. The five percent Saudi Arabian that's just got to like just, t- just took it and ran with it. Hey, let's get this Saudi <laughs> money, <laughs> baby. But, that, but that's why. But that's why Clea was saying, like, you'll notice now or something. You know, on the one side. trade up.
1: Huh. Do me a favor. That's way like hummus.
0: Pull that cord so it's not yanking
1: it on it like that. Hummus. You probably have to do it from the back. Hum- hey. That's what she
4: said. Hey. Oh damn! There you go. Damn! Oh look at that! Oh, oh
0: so I could have just pulled this up, bro.
4: Hey, homeless. Hey, you guys so, got a nice setup here,
1: man.
0: Thank yeah, you. Uh, no. One day we'll
1: have a fucking studio.
0: But you know, it's cool. I mean, every, every, everybody that comes, they're like, holy shit. Yeah. Because, I mean, when you're listening to it in the car, man, or e- anywhere, yeah. it fucking sounds super It does. It does. Clear. It's
2: professional. Yeah.
0: And I've heard other podcasts yeah. where I'm like, what the Are they in right. the fucking sewer right, right. now? What like, what the fuck doing? are they doing? <laughs> you
2: know what I hate the most about podcasts is when people's mics are hot and they're like, like, <laughs> Like their S's are all like.
1: So it's called a DSer. This platform actually has. Oh my god, dude. Yeah. I have that cranked up because some people fucking
4: have it. Like they don't even know. You don't know it until you listen to it. So what are you into? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) If you ever (laughs) fucking talk talk to me like I'm some Tinder date ever again.
2: So what are you into? Yeah, baby. Mother there Chris. Do you like to come
4: into my dungeon? (laughs) I got you a new uniform, Chris.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So, so you anyway, drop out of school,
2: was, ninth grade. This is oh, where we're jumping ahead, man. Are we jumping ahead? Oh, are, so are let's it? stick around. Let's yeah, let's we're, get hey. through junior high here. Okay. Yeah, I'm, junior I'm buck- high. Some major shit happens, man. Okay. Let's
0: go. Mm. We're, we're buckled the fuck
2: up. Right. So junior high, you know, I'm like 11, 12, 13. And um, when I was in Murphy Canyon, when I was like right before he moved, uh, my best friend, shout out Aaron Delaney. He's a uh, shout out Aaron Delaney. He's a, uh, I don't know what he's doing now. He's a truck driver. But um, anyways, he was my, his mom, her name was uh, Belinda. Okay. And she was like my second mom, dude. I mean, she, I loved her to death. Rip, rest in peace, man. But um, she was, she was a biker, you know, like she was a real biker. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like she was a real biker with real connections with real people coming over to her house. And, you know, real shit going down. You right. know what I'm saying? And
1: um, Doing biker shit.
2: Doing biker shit. Right. All that comes wrong with it. Right. You know? And so I remember uh we're in her kitchen one time and this dude's cooking something, you know? And it's like, it looks like fucking butter. You know, I'm like, what are you doing? What hey. are you making butter? He's like, no, I'm making meth, dude. You know, I'm oh. finishing it off right now in this pan.
4: What the like, fuck?
2: Yeah. <laughs> dude, really? He's like, yeah, you want some? I'm like, no, I'm cool, man. <laughs> But anyways, I ended up getting some. I ended up getting, okay, so I ended up getting a little yellow. Back then they had these like little vials. You've probably seen them on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They put like crack, they put that famous crack, they put or crack heroin yeah. or whatever they put in there, you yes, know. Yes, sir. But it had a yellow top and he's like, if you guys get 10 bucks, I'll give you this this vial full, you know. So I'm like, all right, we can get 10 bucks. And so we got 10 bucks together and uh, went, went to my friend Aaron's room and we had just gotten done with the carnival. There was like a carnival that comes through and i had won this like jack daniel's mirror by throwing darts at balloons you know <laughs> nice and uh, we chopped that shit up on the jack daniel's mirror and i did my first line of meth and and that was it dude
1: what year is it
2: uh, i couldn't even tell you man 80 something dude yeah mm.
1: that's 86 86 no no
2: 85 damn. 85 dude 84 85 god 1985 damn. dude 84 Fuck. it was like early it was like right around there i was 11 fuck yeah. oh my god really right. you did some
0: peanut butter crack and, or, or meth yeah peanut
2: butter meth. <laughs> is this crack? the that's shit exa-
0: that joseph was yeah. talking yeah. about that's exactly it, what it was man. 100 it yeah. is i already know damn so what's
1: that first um, one like
2: that was life-changing man i immediately fell in love you know i did i was happy i went home did my homework for the first time in my entire life you know <laughs> what i'm saying I was like, fuck it. I'll just do it. Yeah. I was like, this homework's not that bad. You know, I'm like drew on my folder, wrapped my book up. I mean, it was just like, got up. I was up for school. My mom came in. She's like, Ooh, you're up already. That's a first. I'm like, yeah, mom, I just can't wait to go to school. You know, like I just was, I mean, it took, it was love at first bump, dude. Damn. And so I didn't get to do it again, but then I moved down to Imperial beach and it was all over that place, man. And my, these guys who lived across the street from me like they were like 17 18 you know it was like 12 13 and and uh and they were they had the stuff dude you know what i mean there was like every corner down there it was, it was on every corner and oh, so I, yeah dude it was like the meth heaven you know so i would steal anything i can get my hands on to get meth dude and that started in junior high you know and so by the time i graduated junior high uh i already had a habit dude and so i would you know i'd and I was young, you know what I mean? So they'd fucking full on take advantage of me, dude. I'd bring them something like, I'd bring them like a, a boom box. They'd be like, yeah, I can get you 10 bucks for that, you know? Shit. And they'd go sell it for 40 and give me 10 bucks worth of dope or whatever. But I was happy. I had 10 bucks worth of dope. And then uh, eventually I realized that they were slamming their dope. And so right as, I, right as I was probably going into high school, I started slamming dope, dude. And so that's kind of really why I didn't make it through my first year of high school.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. Mm. Holy shit. You yeah, were man. slamming dope as a fucking yeah, like 14 13,
2: year old. 14, yeah. Yep. Fuck. So by the time I was 15, I was a wreck. Yeah. I'd already got graduated to stealing cars. You know what I mean? I'd like had no friends. Um, I was an addict dude through and through and I knew it, man. And I knew it was different, man. I knew I was different than everybody else. Like I'd go to school. I try to go to school and I'd have been up all night and I had these big ass fucking sores on my face from, like, picking in the mirror, you know what I mean? And, like, it was just like, it was like, what's wrong with you, man? Are you sick? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm great. I feel great. And I'd be, like, drawing stuff and handing out these tweaker drawings and stuff. I mean, I just was, I was an addict from the day, I, probably from the day I was born, but I knew, I knew then I was different, and it started to catch up to me. And so by the time I was 15, I'd already gotten into some trouble. I was already slamming. Uh, enough dope to where, like, I... You know, I was like, this. This should be. I should be more high. I sh- this should be working better, but it wasn't working anymore, and I couldn't figure it out, man. And so I just had. A, I kind of like had a breakdown. And fifteen years old, um, that lady Belinda, who I got my first hit of dope at her house. She fucking had gone to prison, got out, and was going to meetings, and so I hit her up, and I went to my first meeting at fifteen. So, <laughs>
1: dude, or right, I. Can we rewind you a bit? Do you sure. remember stealing your first car? Oh, yeah, dude. I, what was you it? You know what?
2: Let me see. It was a Ford Ranger. Yeah, check this out, man. So it's, Ford that Ranger? A, that was a long time ago. So Yeah. So my buddy Leo, he worked at Pearson Ford. Damn, I, I could say this shit, right?
1: Yeah. You're way outside of statute's okay. of Limitations. Okay, so he worked
2: at Pearson Ford, but not on the main lot, right? He worked on the lot where they had all these cars that came off wherever they come from, and they keep them there until they needed them on the lot, and they detail them. They call and it overflow lot. Overflow lot, right? And so they had all the keys in this room on a board, and so we would fucking go into that place and take one car a week, and they ah, never even knew fuck it. Yeah, what? Yeah, the dude. Fuck. Yeah, because they weren't they weren't registered, they weren't licensed, they weren't they didn't even know they were gone.
1: And what were you getting for these cars?
2: Oh, we were just getting you know teeners, not teeners, no, but we were getting. Four or five hundred bucks, you know, thousand bucks. Damn. But we drove them around mostly. We drive them around, you know. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> of course you did strap yeah,
1: on a license plate exactly. and fucking yeah. g-ride oh, man, dude i
2: told some of my best lies i've ever told getting pulled over in those cars man holy oh, my God, shit
1: what would you dude, tell what do a you doing
2: driving your family? i'm like oh it's my my friend's car yeah he's really rich i don't know i don't know just yeah, all right. kinds of nonsense dude it's the fucking 80s too yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. it's different it was different back then. it was different, it's back so then. D- it was different dude, i remember I 90s, this, dude, dude i had this cop calling my house every day talking to my mom being like i know he's into stuff you know i know he's doing something and you know, I can't prove it, but I know it, you know? And, like, it was crazy, dude. Uh-huh. And I was 15, man. You know what I mean? It was nuts. Fucking wild. Yeah.
1: That's fucking wild.
2: So, and I'd, dude, the girls would be like, oh, you know, the older chicks in the hood would be like, oh, you can get cars, you know? Like,
1: right. Yes, I
2: can. And you know, I'd be like, hey, Leo, can we get her a car? She'd be like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was weird. I can't even believe it. Now it's not, it seems like a whole other life, dude, to be honest with you. Right. But. So
1: you hit your first meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Chula Vista. We didn't talk about this, but I want to just give you a little you, we do not talk about well, the, we can't say the name of where we go. Oh, just okay. keep the traditions. Crash. Right. Right. You can yeah, say we, crash, We say crash, Smash. but anything that's
0: revolved around gotcha. your traditions, right. you can't say.
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. So the name of the program we go to.
2: I went to a 12 step program. Bingo, you yeah, can say yeah, that.
1: Right. Yeah. All right, so you go to your first meeting, what's
0: that like?
2: Yeah, it was scary to be honest with you man, cuz I was so young and didn't know anybody and I knew I had I knew I had a problem, I knew I needed help. And Did you identify? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I, real quick. I remember my first meeting, too. I identified, and I was just like, ugh. Like, kind of the, the same way Lori was, too. I And I was it was weird. It was like something brand new and never identified and said, my, you know, as an addict. But after I, I remember saying, I was like giggling. like <laughs> Really? Yeah. Like, it was just uncomfortable. I was super mm-hmm.
1: uncomfortable. I grew up in the room, so my first meeting, like, I, I grew up going to meetings with my dad, and as a teenager, I identified and it just was like, that's just what I am. You know, like both my parents met in the room. So yeah, it it was like, but this was inevitable. Yeah, Well, you
2: know, I had, I had like a, I had some help. She helped me. She walked me through it. You know what I mean? That first, Hey, you need to go there. You need to raise your hand. Tell them you're an addict. Tell them what's going on and you need to get help. You know what I mean? Cause you're going to be dead if you don't. Dude. And And back back then it was gnarly hard hitters. You know what I mean? I believed her. I I thought, I believed that I would be dead because it was close. I I would have close calls all the time, man. I mean, not necessarily overdosing on drugs, but like other shit that happens in that lifestyle. And I'm just like, you know, these 25 year old men were coming after me like it was nuts, man. Really? nuts, dude. Yeah. And so I knew I needed help. I knew I needed to get out of there. And so when I got to that meeting, I was just like, hey, I'm an addict, man. I need help.
1: And how'd it go from there? They were
2: like, all right, come on, come on, little Mikey. Yeah. I mean, it was the same kind of thing as I was, as I was in, in the neighborhood, you know?
0: That's, that, that's a good point. Yeah. Because a lot of people in the rooms are, are just like the guys that we grew up with. Right. You know what I mean? But now they're just clean. Right. I mean, they still have that same mentality, but there's always there's always somebody in the in whatever street you're hanging ra- around and doing the dirt. They're always, like, egging you on, and like, come uh-huh. on, let's go. Right. It's the same fucking thing, though. Same exact thing. And it's as just, a matter of fact. It's just a different lifestyle and different mentality. Right. As, a, as
2: a matter of fact, some of the, like, downest dudes that were from that neighborhood had done their time, done all the stuff, all the OGs, and they were in, in the program now,
4: right? And but, so I was
2: like, "Oh crap! I know that guy, man. Yeah. That guy used to, you know, murder well, uh, people the with the, his bare the, hands. Yeah, the, you know what I mean?" And so I, I felt right. Felt, I just said, "Hey, I need your help." And they're like, "Oh, come on, man."
0: The longer we stay clean, you know, we're gonna see more people that we used to do shit right. with too. Like yeah. to, you know, our next guest that's gonna come on is Kenny.
2: Oh, yeah. So, I mean, this dude, I met Kenny back then. This
0: dude. Yeah, that's right. You yeah, did. I've
2: known Kenny since I was 15.
0: Right. I and met that, him then. And that dude's a fucking OG dude. Dude. No shit. Man. I, mean, I used to
2: idolize that guy. He's he's crazy. That's bro, a crazy wait,
0: man. I, I'm going to get him <laughs> to talk about the story about when yeah. he got blasted by like fucking cops.
2: Yeah. Got, oh, my God. Literally shot, shot in the heart.
0: Yeah, shot. Yeah, in the heart. In the heart. Yeah, Holy up. shit. Bro, it's well, fucking buckle up, B-Graph, because yeah. it's going to get real. I'm really hoping. You know, but here's the thing. Real OGs, you know what I mean? Like, they don't really get into details. You know what I mean? Right. But I think because of recovery, I think Kenny will get into it, you know? But uh, I, I really hope so. Yeah. How long did you stay clean? Five years. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: So, until t- you were 20. Until and then I was 20. 21.
2: Well, no, it happened when I, when I was 20. So, anyway, shout out to this guy, Dana Cabral. I want to, I want to give Dana... A huge shout-out, man, because he's coming up. He just took 34 years. Wow. And he's like an OG from from my neighborhood, from Pearl wow. Beach. And he's always had a good name, and he stuck with it, dude, this whole time. I met him when I was 15. I went out when I was 20, came back when I was 41, and he was still there. You know what I'm saying? He's still- Holy he's still shit. Sobri- you went
1: out for 21 years? Oh, yeah, dude.
2: Well, I mean, I had some some periods Stints. of sob- yeah, sobriety, but never. I Long never came term. back to the- to the 12 steps. Okay. You know, but um, yeah, so shout out to Dana. But yeah, I, I got clean at 15 and I knew I needed a new way of life, man. I mean, I was 15 years old and I was ready to eat my gun. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I was like, I, I, I cannot live like this, dude. I'm the rest of my life. There's no way I don't want to. And so I knew I needed help and, and I was fortunate enough to get, you know, I've always had like a really good connection with God and i cried out to god and he and he brought these people into my life that helped me and and it was it was better than growing up on the streets you know I, I had some of these guys around me that had been through prison that had done all the things i wanted my aspirations as a kid were to be the best criminal i could be you know what i mean <laughs> i wanted to be a wild west gunfighter you know what i'm saying and just walk into the saloon and just blast everybody and or spend my life in prison or whatever and shout out to these guys, man. They were like, you know, what, Mikey, if you can miss that part of your life, miss it because we've gone through it and it ain't what it's cracked up to be. Mm, right. You know, and so I was really grateful for that. And I'm grateful for this to this day for that because I tried. I was I was literally trying to get myself put in prison. You know,
1: And you just kept dancing through the raindrops,
2: dancing through the raindrops, man.
1: So what took you out?
2: Okay. Well, so check this out, man. I got uh, I got everything I ever wanted. Everything that I never thought possible. So I I was nineteen and I met the most beautiful woman I had ever seen in my entire life at a at a function. And it was a Halloween function and she was dressed as Elvira. And Okay I, I swear, dude, everybody in the place was hating on her. Like everybody. She she was the baddest by far out of anybody there. And I talked to her. And she gave me her number. I couldn't believe it. And none of my friends could believe it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's no way you're talking to that girl. I'm like, yeah, we're dating. They're like, there's no way. I'm like, yeah, no, we are. <laughs> well, guess what? We got married. And we had my son, Tristan. Mm-hmm. And uh right before we had my son, my my friend Marty got out of prison. And we ended up going to Vegas. And I had stopped kind of working to pro I'd gotten, you know, I'd gotten relief and I'd gotten some recovery. And I thought I had it licked. You know what I'm saying? It has been five years, and I was like, you know what, man? It's probably just some phase that I went through or whatever. I probably don't need to keep doing this. You know, everything's great. I have everything I want. And so we went to Vegas to kind of celebrate him getting out, and uh, we went to this really nice restaurant. And it was like a five-course meal, you know, and they, so they brought out the salad. They brought the soup, the salad, the whatever. And before they brought out the entree, they brought this little, like, Shot glass with sherbet and champagne in it to cleanse your palate before the main meal. And everybody drank theirs. And I was like, this is if I drink this, this is a relapse. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I just said, fuck it and drank it. Damn. Um, And that's that's started that the worst immediately (laughs) started. Dude, Dude, I got so hammered, but it was fun. It was fun for a while. You know what I mean? Because I had missed that whole. I'd never. Been to a club. I'd never been out drinking or anything like that. And certainly never been to Vegas or anything like that. And I was like, just let's, shot. Let's, fucking let's go. go. Yeah, yeah. Let's exactly. Shot, 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 shot. shot and, uh, So that was it. That was how it started. And then I maintained it for a long time and I just drank. You know, I didn't start doing dope or didn't start, you know, getting, I was always drank alcoholically. I'll tell you that much right now. There was never a time where I drank. 'Cause I like the taste of beer. I mean, I would tell myself, Oh, it's just you just want a beer because it right. tastes good. Mm. But the truth of it is, is I was drinking to get drunk. Drink for yeah, a every fact, time, dude. Yeah. You know, what I mean, there was not a time in my life that I drank just to have fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe the first time. Maybe it was like, let me see if I can do this. But then once I got that taste, man, it was like I had to do it. You know, so many times <laughs> I would not want to drink, but I would drink anyways because I was just had to. Yeah. Because I I, I needed it, I craved it. That that phenomenon of craving that we have that separates us. From normal people, you know,
4: it just felt normal. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like when when I was drinking, it just like it was just there. You know what I'm saying. Like crack open to thirty two, just you know, and just kept kept going. Like it just felt normal. Like you know what I'm saying. It just becomes a part of who you are. And what's crazy is like you you were clean for you were clean. Oh, and I knew
2: I was an alcoholic. I knew I was an addict drinking every time I would drink. You know, right. Like, yeah, I know this is gonna go bad eventually. <laughs> <laughs> it always does. It's yeah. really fucking weird yeah. because
0: when I when I first started drinking, I fucking hated the taste. Oh, yeah, and I'm like it, it was like a struggle for me to do it, but the effect, right, loved yeah. effect. Yeah, you fight you know? through it.
2: I mean, yeah, like, I was listening done. to you guys talk about Jack Daniels and Jameson oh, and all God. that. Shit. There's literally, there's literally. I mean, I've had like a twenty-one year old Scotch from Ireland that was smoky and peaty, and yeah, it tasted good, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's not good. It's no. not like eating a p- taco. Yeah. you talk talking you're like, damn, this is good. You eat some gummy bears, you're like, damn, this is delicious. Yee. But you drink. <laughs> but you're drinking and you know it doesn't taste good at all, man. You're just drinking to get.
1: I never understood yeah. that fucking, like, I'm sorry, you spent how much on this bottle of oh, yeah. fucking just, bro, Old Crow is fucking $7 a pint. What are we doing? Yeah, and it does the same fucking thing. Yeah. The same thing. Exactly. Bottle that at night time.
4: It's just the lies you yeah. tell
2: yourself, man. You know what I mean? It's just the lies you tell yourself. Like, well, I, if I'm spending $150 on a bottle, it's Okay. Right, like this is this is just enjoying. This is just me enjoying drinking. Right, but the truth is, you drink the whole bottle in one day, and you're just like,
0: oh no, couldn't uh, taste uh, it
1: after the uh, fucking
2: uh, second yeah,
0: exactly. one anyway. Exactly. Fucking Jack Daniels, made me do some of the fucking wild shit. Dude. All that,
2: dude. <sighs> do you want to hear my Jack Daniels story? Yes, well, of course run do. So I think I was about uh, I was about 14, and my friend Aaron and his mom they'd moved to to Normal Heights area, like El Cajon Boulevard and and Texas Street. Mm-hmm. And so there's a Vons right there, right?
0: Oh, our next guest is here.
1: Oh
2: shit!
1: <laughs> what up, dude? Snag a seat on the couch and enjoy the show.
2: So, fourteen.
0: What's up, playboy? <laughs> oh, what's up, dude?
2: So yeah, I was probably like fourteen years old, and so um, me and my buddy were running the streets up there on Oakland Boulevard, and we we're like, oh, we should we should get we should go steal a bottle, you know. So I was like, all right, so I went into Vons and I stuffed a bottle bottle Jack Daniels down my shorts. Yes, sir. Walked out with it and went home to his house, and we were drinking it, walking up and down Elkhorn Boulevard, drinking it. And then we got back to his house, and I guess, you know, for some reason, they were watching a movie and eating popcorn. And oh, so I'm no. like, oh, popcorn sounds good, man. I'm like, shoving this popcorn in my mouth. And I'm just like not feeling good, not feeling not feeling good, and uh-huh. just fucking Ralph threw it all up, popcorn and Jack Daniels everywhere. Uh, I, was, I was like, I'm uh, never dude, I'm honest. never eating popcorn again <laughs>
0: for 21 yeah, years.
1: Was, I did uh, not uh, eat popcorn, and
2: that's
0: the worst when you throw up, Jack. Oh man, it's you're you're sick for a couple days because yeah. you, you have to clean immediately. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, your God shirts, knows. I mean everything. It's fucking that smell, man. Like oh. when we were talking about it the other uh, show, I swear I was like, holy fuck, like my I, I can like, feel it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can smell it right now. Yeah. It's fucking just my my my, no. my good friend Brandon. He just gave me a text about some shit that oh. I did when I was on Jack Daniels. Because it's funny. Like after we've had a few people hit up Lori about you know her last podcast, right? Yeah, some and wild so shit. Some like some people are like, "Hey, um, I think that that was my mom." So well, you don't oh, you don't wow. know, you, you didn't listen to the show. So I didn't. Yeah. So fuck off. She was
1: named yeah. after a yeah. woman. Oh, her
0: uh, was, I
2: got the I got the first part of yeah, it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So she was named after yeah. the lady that was smoking and then some guy hit her up and was like, "I think that was my mom." Oh, wow. You oh, know my what I God. mean? And then so my buddy Brandon that I grew up with, he uh his uh his ex was a hairstylist before she went to Germany. So they worked together. Like crazy. that's fucking crazy shit, you know what I <laughs> mean?
2: Serendipitous, man.
0: Yeah. Right, right, Small world. But he was, he was he also said, you know, we we were, we all went to a strip club one night and my boy was up there fucking dancing on the stage and I jumped on him. Rode him like a fucking bull, and oh I did the worm God. off the fucking stage. But that's Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels and Coke. Good times. You, you know what I mean? Like, fucking what? Yeah. Middle of Cheetahs. Yes. Like, fucking <laughs> acting like a fucking fool. Down the street from where um, you used to steal cars. Yeah, that's right. So, Cheetahs
1: is right next to Kearney Pearson, and, like, the running joke over there in that car is they, they all know the lunch specials every day of the week at Cheetahs. And they just go and spend no, their lunch he's, break He's there. talking about
0: a, deal, a different dealership. No. The one off Elko Boulevard, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, that's Pearson Ford? That, that yeah. place burnt the fuck down. Yeah. Well, at one time it did. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably an insurance yeah. fraud. No oh, uh, statute pro- of limitations pro- on that. It, it
0: probably is. Yeah. yeah. So.
2: So, yeah, man. Where are we at? You're in Vegas. Oh, so we're in Vegas. 20 years old. You drink the champagne, then what? Drink the champagne, then we just partied all night. Went and saw Lance Burton at the some hotel. You know, just did Vegas, man. We're all suited yeah. and booted. And uh, we just it was party. It was a party. It was fun. I had Cocaine? Fun, you know? No. Uh-uh,
1: no. Just drinking?
2: Just drinking. Okay. Yeah.
1: And then what's the next period of time look like?
2: So the next period of time is me being, being a dad, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, Tristan's uh, born. Right. So Tristan's born. I'm 22? 22, 22. And Tristan's born. And so I'm just doing the family thing. I was happiest time of my life, man. Mm. Literally the happiest time of my life. And. We were drinking, obviously, but it wasn't, I would go to work every day, you know, get up at six, go work construction, come home, hit the gym, drink all night, get up at six, go work construction, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing, man, doing very stuff, just family stuff, man. I was just a family man.
1: When did things change? And that happened,
2: uh, well, I was probably about 30, 30 years old, and my ex-wife was like, hey, this isn't working.
4: No shit. Out of the blue?
2: Uh, well, we were never, it was always a brutal, it was a brutal marriage, man. Yeah. It was never like, it was never in my mind, I was the happiest I've ever been, dude. But in her mind, she was just like miserable, I guess. And, uh, I guess she got, she couldn't do it anymore. And so, yeah, we ended up getting divorced and I went off the deep end, you know?
1: Damn. Yeah. So you're still working construction.
2: Still working. Well, I wasn't really working. I I was working construction and I'd started my own company and then it just. What were you doing? Took it. I was doing like handyman stuff, framing, you know, drywall, concrete, whatever I could get my hands on.
1: Okay. Yeah. Just a little jack of all trades. A little jack of
2: all trades, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so that was uh That was about thirty one when we when the divorce got finalized and I just kinda went off the deep end and then uh was hanging out with this chick one day and we were drinking and she was just like, Oh, guess what I got, man? You ever do meth? Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've done it once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And, uh, you know, a little yeah, something. I was off to the races, man. So I was about 31 and just, man, I just picked up right where I left off. Gigging. You just know? fucking yeah, getting just, it. Uh, but this time it got weird, man, because, you know, I was older and all that kind of stuff. And thank you. And then uh, kind of psychosis set in, you know, that whole crazy part of the meth. I get, The meth was different. Yeah. It wasn't that tame ass peanut butter crank anymore it was like mexican super glass you know <laughs> there's, there's I, no I, going to sleep on it no go <laughs> to sleep for days and the way i do things is i upset obs- i'm a, i'm obsessed i'm compulsive man and so i would get a sack of it and i would just do the whole sack
1: oh you know what i mean? fuck. And then
2: I'd need more and i would go try to get more and get more and get more man and i just i would i you know i just lost my mind man and uh
4: What did that do with the relationship between you and your son?
2: That was tough. That was tough, man. It was tough for him because he was 9, 10, 11, I think, or whatever.
4: When you were going through everything. Going
2: through it, you know, and he was just like, what's happening to my dad? You know what I mean? And I tried to be there as best I could, but I was dealing with my own demons, man. I could not not get them under control. Yeah. But, you know, that lasted for about about a year and a half, two years, you know, and finally I, I was homeless, you know. I tell you what, man. Every time, every time I pick up anything, it starts with a drink, and ends with me being homeless. You know, damn. Yeah, I can't. I cannot bitter ends. I cannot. Uh, there's no type of any type of civilized life for me when I when I'm drinking and using because right. I can't function as a human being. It's like in the, in the readings. You know, there's this reading I really like. It says when we had lost the power to function as a human being, either with or without, without drugs, right. we all face the same dilemma. Mm-hmm. What is there exactly. left to do? either go on towards a bitter end, jail's institutions or death or find a new way to live, you know? And that's where I find myself every single time I pick up an alcohol, alcohol or drugs, man. I find myself not being able to function as a human being. And it's miserable. It's miserable because you can I couldn't I could not stop, man. For the life of me, I would be watch my life being torn down around me and all I wanted to do was get high. And and I, that's what I did. And people are like, Mike, what are you doing? You're better than this, man. What are you doing? I'm like, I can't stop, man. I don't even want to stop. You know, leave me alone. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. You just and start burning every bridge. Right, and I wasn't fine. You know, and that's exactly what I did. Burn every bridge, steal, steal everything you possibly can, borrow money from everybody you possibly can, and uh, the eventual end is me getting busted.
1: So you get homeless <sighs> yep. after a couple years of fucking just kind of holding it together? I don't think
2: it'd take a couple years for me to get homeless, man. Where are you going? Are you me?
1: living in hotels? Are you living in river bottom? No, bottoms?
2: dude, I'm... Couch. Well, cause at that point I was thirty, so I think it was still okay, fashionable for you to be like sleeping on your friend's couches. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I would couch surf, or I would sleep in my truck. Like I, I slept uh, in my truck quite a Or a bit. tree. Yep. Or a bush. Not yet. Yeah, that comes <laughs> later, man. <That> comes <laughs> oh later. shit. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know it does. But I so was che- like, yeah. I, I know about some places that you slept. So check boy. this out. So,
2: so I, I get to the point. I'm okay. So listen, dude, this is crazy, man.
0: I'm hey, we're here.
2: So I'm I'm like coming down. I'm out of dope and I miserable, depressed, alone, empty, spiritually bankrupt, and I'm just like, excuse me, sorry,
1: sorry. I'm, far, I'm I, farting. I'm my bad. Spiritually fucking bankrupt, dead inside.
2: Dead inside, dude. And I'm standing. In, I have no money. Uh huh. But I'm standing in, in inside of a, a Vons, at on the cereal aisle. Right just wishing I could buy some cereal, you know, (laughs) this is where my disease takes. me. I I had no, I could not function. I'm thinking, how am I going to get the cereal? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm standing there and I don't know if you guys, I I grew up in the eighties, man. And I don't know if you ever seen the movie Rocky. Yes. Well, there's a few of them. Yeah. And Rocky three, he fights this dude clubber lane, right? Yes, sir. Mr. T and Apollo Creed is training him and he's like, man, Rocky. And so I'm Italian. So Sylvester Stallone was a hero. The right? Italian stallion. A right hero. hero. Where I, where I go? Every movie, mm-hmm. Rambo. He still is. He yeah. still is. Shout out to baby. Yeah, yeah. We love yeah. you, Sly. You're a fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. National treasure. Yeah,
3: goddamn.
0: Adrian! Yeah. National treasure, dude. Stud.
3: Yeah.
0: Adrian! Oh, <laughs> motherfucker's 80 years old, still shooting fucking steroids. Let's fucking go.
2: HGH, baby.
1: That dude is still fucking jacked. Jacked. Do so, you guys know that? All right, I know we're we're on this tangent. So hold so on I'm,
2: a second. Yeah, let me get let me get let me get through this. Real quick. Yeah, the, fuck it, go ahead. So I'm fucking standing in in this Vons with no money, dude, I have no idea what I'm doing there, man. And you know it's just a weird event. You know, I think maybe I thought I was supposed to follow someone into the Vons because they had something for me, but I don't know what it was, you know. But I'm standing there, hungry, and I'm fucking. All of a sudden, this song comes on in the Vons over the loudspeaker. And it's fucking Eye of the Tiger. Wow. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, it it immediately, you know, it immediately reverts me to my childhood, man. Mm. And to Rocky. And, like, I just got this, like, weird second wind in my life and i was like mike you have to do something about it man and so oh man i was hoping you i fucking stole that cereal no, dude, i ran I the not, fuck man. right out of well, there i right. may have but I, yeah i may have stole the cereal or i may have just ate it right in the <laughs> aisle <right there. laughs> man went and got some milk and just ate it sitting down on the fucking Pour floor the milk right dude. in the box exactly <laughs> right
0: i can fucking die i can fuck with that but anyways
2: that song comes on dude and i'm just like this is it i have the i have the tiger man mike you can get it get out of this you know
3: mm-hmm.
2: and i did I did get out of it. I went into rehab and I checked myself in, and I struggled. I bounced along the bottom a few times, but eventually I got it, you know. And I was about, I was probably about thirty-four at this point, and I started putting my life back together. But I didn't go to, you know, I didn't do it in a twelve-step program. I, I did it at church. Really? Yeah, I did it yeah. at church, man. And I had some crazy experiences at church, man. I mean, it was just like. My spirit was being filled. My, my was being fed and like God had showed himself strongly in my life, man, through right, that right. experience, you know? And so I did, I built my life back up and I got this amazing job and I got everything back on track, man. It was crazy. And it was better than it ever had been. Like I freaking um, met this dude. Shout out to Kirk Carmichael. You know, he's in prison. What up, Kirk. Yeah. Damn. Love prison? you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Kirk. Um, but he gave me a job at this company called American Freightways, and it was brokering freight, and it changed my life, man. Like it literally changed my life. I made more money in one day than I ever made in my entire life, you know. And um, so I, I had this base again, and I, but I wasn't going to meetings. I wasn't working on myself. I was just going to church, you know. And uh, eventually, when I was sober, I was white knuckling it. Yeah. You know? And I got about another. I got about another five years. And eventually, I, moved, I got a house in PB, two bedroom house. It was, you know, like a block from the bay, and
4: the Rocky song I got this brilliant idea, I the you know,
2: I could probably drink again, uh-huh. you know, and so that that was the end for me, dude. I picked up again, and next thing you know, I was shooting dope, you know, mm. happened just like that, and I lost everything in a matter of six months, homeless. And, but this time I had all kinds of legal problems, you know, like I had gotten busted so many times, like with drugs and DUIs and fighting, you know, uh, assault, um, you know, resisting arrest. I got all these fucking charges now. And I was four. I was at this point, I was 40 years old. And so it was not cool to be sleeping on people's couches anymore at 40, you know. So I was living in, you know, river bottoms and under bridges, man. I, I just was all I wanted to do was get high.
4: So real quick, like what were some of your triggers though? Like what would trigger you? Like I know for me it was like I don't know, breathing probably, but like
2: I I don't really believe in triggers, man. No? This is how I feel. I feel like uh as a as an addict, you either are or you aren't. Yep. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Either you're gonna use it or you're not. Right. You either wanna get high and, or you don't. You know, there was no you know, there was no reason for me to get high, man. I got high because I wanted to get high. Mm-hmm. Like if the sky was blue, I would get high. Yeah. If the sky was cloudy, I would get high. If it was raining, I would I would get high. I mean, there was no real reason.
4: Yeah, it was just that's what I did. So nothing like kicked off your obsession I mean, or craving. I just,
2: what kicked me off was I thought I could have a beer. You uh, know I mean that great
4: right.
2: obsession that we all have that someday yeah, yeah. maybe yeah will be able to do. I, it I again. just want to drink like a gentleman. Right. Yeah. Exactly. One hundred percent. Right. And and I, and, I, and, I, and I, it's called reservations. That's what. Yeah. Right. Mm. Is. The difference between, I think, between someone that is solid in recovery and someone that maybe is not going to make it mm-hmm. is that reservation, that little small still thing in the back of your head that says maybe one day I'll be able to drink like a gentleman. Mm. Until that's settled, I don't believe that we can we can stay sober or clean. No, you know?
1: I 100 percent agree. Yeah, the. Yeah. I know that, like, a lot of recovery programs push the, like, triggers and, and nothing not against nothing against you, Robert, but for me it's like, bro, if fucking something, it, it is a reservation, but if something like, oh, fucking my job's hard and right. somebody yelled at me and it fucking made me want to get high, so I did. Like, no, you, wanted, you weren't right. fucking working a solid program yeah. and you got fucking high because you weren't working a solid program. Because in recovery it teaches us to deal with the boss fucking yelling at us or the bills not getting paid the right way,
2: or any any situation, any situation. I mean, people have stayed clean through horrible, some gnarly shit, man. Yeah, and if they can do it, anybody can do it.
1: Yeah, who the fuck am yeah. I? You know what I mean? Right. I think
2: um, there's a there's a part in this in the literature that I like to read. It says that the uh, the that the uh, I don't think I'm we gonna, can talk about it. No,
1: Mm-mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't know. I haven't worked my traditions. No,
2: oh uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: it's, all right. it's all right. Fuck it, lay it on us.
2: All right. Well, I heard the dude say one time. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. When yeah. we were in, when we we're in jail. There we go. Right. Says so that the. Uh, oh man, how's it how's it go that the the del- oh fuck it, I lost it. Delusions. The illusion that we can drink like a normal person has to be smashed. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's just. It, it has to be settled in our heads, in our hearts, that there is no way we can successfully drink or use yeah. at think, all.
4: I think that's talking about reservations, yeah, hundred percent. Like, because in in like when they talk about reservations and everything, they also talk about how reservations are kind of like uh, an expectation, kind of like so. Like, if some having a reservation is kind of like you are expecting something to happen, and if that happens, this will be the outcome. You know, and so like the biggest thing with like expectations, though, is that sometimes when expectations don't get met, you end up having a resentment, you know, and a resentment and a resentment to all of us is a killer for all. Resentments are lethal for us. You know what I'm saying? All of us. You know what I'm saying? So like these expect like I was just and when I was in the program, I was just taught that like. (coughs) Um, Because I didn't know anything about reservations. You know, I I never, ever tried to get clean or anything like that. And, you know, there was this counselor, and I I didn't know about reservations. And it was a big thing. Like, we had to, like, talk about it and stuff like that. And I just told my counselor, I was like, dude, what the fuck is a reservation? And he was like, you know that sack of dope you got on the side? Throw that shit the fuck out, Rafa. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, like... And then he he told me about expectations, like like real life shit, like um, try not to try. when you try to do something or whatever you try to do, don't have any expectations, man, because like expectations would just always take you out no matter what, you know, and yeah, and just doing something, just doing it from the best interest of your heart is enough you know and if it de- and if it doesn't work out then it doesn't work out you know what i'm saying so like i try to i try to use that as much as i can but every now and then i'm human dude you know what i'm saying and and human beings like we expect our car to turn on in the morning you know what i'm saying we expect the lights to be on when we pay our bills you know what i'm saying but sometimes this shit just doesn't happen um you know i i don't know man like expectations and reservations kind of like go hand in hand you know for me at least you know
2: stuff,
4: eh? Yeah Just a little Let's bit
2: Check out the bread on Rafa
4: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. Nailed it <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wow
0: <Yeah>. Crackless Rafa <laughs> Rafa just talked about expectations And reservations <laughs> Wow! Come oh. over here, Rafa, and Suck this dick.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, ex- that got out of hand quick. There's <laughs> dicks and mouths now. All right, so your sure life is, is in flames, <laughs> literally, dude.
2: Crumbling around me again, again. You know I mean, for the third, fourth time, right? You know, and this whole time, I'm at this. At this point, I'm 41 years old, man, and I've known I was an addict since I was 15, right? But I just always had that one little small reservation in the back of my head that someday it'll be different. And guess right. what? It ha- it was never different. Yeah, You know mm. what I mean? Every time I picked up, I inevitably ended up with a needle in my arm or, you know, living under a bridge. And, you know, it's just like I, I guess I had resigned myself. You know, I heard you guys say this on the podcast earlier, and I had resigned myself that this was my life, man. Like I was going right. to end. This was, this was it. Yep. This
1: so, is as good as it's going to get. This is as good as it's going to get, I've tried to do it. Yeah. Fuck it.
2: So, yeah, I'm living... Uh, Running the streets, like, downtown and just drug-induced psychosis, you know? And, I mean, it's just, like, everybody had given up on me, my whole family. My son was like, hey, I never want to see you again. You Fuck. Know, piece of shit. Everything you ever told me was a lie. You know, you're a fucking junkie. And, like, it was brutal, man. And, uh, you know, throughout the whole through all of that, you know, my mom's crying every time I'd see her. And through all of that, you know, I could not stop using. It's and, the only uh, thing
1: that makes you feel better.
2: The only thing that made me feel better than I, I. I love drugs, man. Mm-hmm. I love methamphetamines, dude. I mean, if I could do methamphetamines and have a good life, I would still be doing them. Yeah. If right. I'm being honest with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I can't, dude. I am, I am an addict through and through. You know, that question has been settled in my mind, finally. Yeah. And sure. I know for a fact that I have to be 100% clean and sober to have any chance at life. Any mm-hmm. chance, you know? Um, and so I, I'm walking around downtown, I mean, this is going on for months, man, just the same old insanity over and over again, like, I'd, you know, I'd get, do whatever I did, get whatever I got, it'd be gone, I'd sleep for a couple days, I'd be like, I'm never doing this again, and I wake up, and the first stop, I gotta get more, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, it went on like that for a while, man, and then I ended up, you know, all the stuff that I had, Trouble I had gotten into ended up catching up to me because, you know, I was like crafty, man. I was on the, I, you know, I, th- I don't think there was a time in my adult life. I wasn't running from something or dodging something or on paper for something. And it finally all cut it to me, you know, like in 2014. And they finally got me, and I couldn't bail out anymore, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that own recognizance like, yeah. shit like, was can dead. You could bail out, but it was about two hundred fifty yeah. grand. i am like, I think I'll just stay. Yeah. It's you know? cool. Uh, that and, uh, shit sucks when you si- yeah.
0: when you finally sign for something. You're like, yeah, fuck, I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to stay this time. It. I can't yeah. bail everybody my motherfucking like, ass out. Everybody was out. telling me, dude. They were like, yeah. you know
2: what, man? You're going away for a long time, dude. Fuck. You know? And I'm like, fuck, man. Like, I'm just, you know, I don't deserve this. How dare you? Yeah, but at that point, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. You know? Right. This is life. This is my life, man. I'd been in and out of that thing so many times. I was just like, whatever, you know? And uh, I had nine nine charges.
4: Oh, shit. Decent
1: case. Yeah, <laughs> and
2: um, there was four different cases. There was four different cases, nine charges. Two of them were felonies. So the rest were misdemeanors. And so, uh, you know, I don't know. I was probably thinking I'm going to get, like, maybe a couple years. You know what I'm saying? mm mm-hmm. Ever to say you're gonna get a couple years, you know, no biggie. And um, I don't know. You know I always SP109, I always
0: found that funny what? when they're like, ah, just two years. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and it's it's like, better than yeah. ten. <laughs> well, no, you're right, but it's like, dude, fucking a month in fucking lock up is fucking shit. Right, you know what I mean. But I mean, yeah. you, you definitely get used to it, bro. To put that
1: in perspective for myself, like just now, I'm like, I came back two years ago. Yeah, I know, but yeah. that's what I'm saying.
0: If I spent like, the last yeah. two years gone. I'd I mean, be you got yeah. I mean, right. you have guys that like held it down for fucking, you know what I mean, a while. Dude, so, so right, that that, that thirty-seven is years, shit. my old boy yeah.
2: did thirty-seven straight, dude. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. That's anyways. a that's a lifetime. It was a yeah. lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, he was one of those '80s drive-by guys, and they wanted to make a make an example example I of him, and they did. Wow.
1: Mm. Yeah. So.
2: So, anyways, I'm sitting in county jail uh campbell out this time so right. i have a bunch of charges and um you know i'm just thinking whatever dude this is my life you know what i mean i'm gonna go in here and i'm gonna do this thing and you know
0: how old was your son at this time
2: oh he's already grown up and he's already like 18
0: no 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 right and what you're talking about yeah. right now oh yeah. really okay
2: yeah, my son's old. He's twenty six years old, man. That's right. Like, oh shit! I know. I, f- I started I, young, dude. I know. I forgot how yeah. old
0: he actually was. So he was eighteen when he got locked up. Something
2: I, I don't know. I, don't, I can't uh, remember okay. exactly what how old he was in that time. It's kind of fuzzy. That, yeah, yeah, in yeah. In that yeah. time range, got it. Yeah, he's a he's a stout young fellow. Yeah, he is. You know, seventeen something like that. But he yeah. was already tired of my shit. You know. Yeah. Everybody was. I was. Yeah. I was tired of my <laughs> shit. You know, like I was like, "Fuck this, man." I'll take it. I don't care. Right. And So anyways, I was, sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I'm done. Yeah. And so I'm sitting in county jail and uh, right, you know, the craziest thing happened, man. As I was going to court, you know, right in between the time I got, so I got my first case. Well, I started in getting cases in 2013, 2012 and bailing out and running and then bailing out and running and then all that kind of stuff. And then, so this was fine. This was like 2014. Hmm. You know, because it was Christmas and New Year's is when, you know, that was in in there. And uh, in between the time I got my first case and now they had passed a law, I think it was AB 109 or something like that, where all the felony, all drug felonies, anything under an ounce or whatever was now a misdemeanor. Right. So my two felonies were now misdemeanors. Oh, shit. And my misdemeanors were misdemeanors and they were all for the same thing. And so the judge was like, you know, what, I'm going to dismiss, dismiss. And I'm gonna give you time on these two, and I was like, okay, I'll take it. You know, I didn't even go in. I didn't even go into the to the courtroom. You know, they say I was because I was in. You know how they take you on the bus to alcohol. And Cause I had cases in El Cajon and cases downtown. And so I was like, you know, no, just go. So I just told her, no, go in there and get the deal and come back and give it to me. And they came back and she was like, well, I got some good news and some bad news. And I was like, all right, give it to me. And she's like, well, they're gonna dismiss two of these. you are gonna have to do time on the other two. I'm like. All right, how long? she like forty-five days. Oh my god!
1: <laughs> Get the I
4: was fuck like, <laughs> out of here! That's I love. Was like,
2: I was like, oh, send it back. I want twenty. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'll take it, sign out, and I, I went back to the cell. And I'm like, I got 45 days, and they're like, yeah. Oh my god, what? Right. So it was crazy, dude. It so was you were just
1: about to get time served, probably.
2: It was no, I still had to go. I still no, I had to do 45 from then. You
1: know?
2: oh, okay, yeah. okay, right, exactly. So 44 was, and a wake up. Bye bye. So you know, yeah, everybody let's the fucking burpees, boys. Yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it was just like you know, everybody in in there was just like, man, I don't know what the fuck just happened, bro, but. You have been given a gift, you know? Right. And you need to
4: do something. Honor with this it. man. Yeah.
2: Because if I see you back in here, I'm you're done. Mm. And so I did I did that time, man. And I got out and I was like, I'm changing my life. And I got out, you know, you, you uh I went from East Mesa, got the cab to the trolley station. And I <laughs> I had saved up some money on my books. You know, I'd call on people to put money on my books. Right. So I had like forty bucks. So I fucking went straight to the connect.
1: God yeah. damn it.
2: And I didn't call my family. Didn't report. You know, I, I didn't do any of the stuff I was right. supposed to do, man. The obsession was still there, man. And I went straight to the connect and got high. And uh, it was turmoil. Right. My heart, my soul, everything. My whole life was in turmoil, man. And at this point, I knew that I had gotten my get out of jail free card. You know what I'm saying? Um, I knew that I had gotten all the love I was going to get from court. I had already kind of like uh, you know, used up all my chances with with all the homies and all that kind of stuff and and I knew that I was making the wrong choice, but I could not do anything about it. Hmm. You know, I could not do anything about it. And I, so I said, "You know, I'm going to get a sack. I'm going to get with the homies. I'm going to get a sack. I'm going to try to manage this sack and I'm going to come up and I'm going to do this thing big." and everything's going to be different you know and i used the whole thing in like 3 days and Jeez. mentally i was just out there bro i was i call it the twilight zone dude i was living in the fucking twilight zone man and i could not i couldn't even like differentiate different, differentiate what was real and what was fake you know what i'm saying my mind was just gone and i was like I, I obviously i messed up that chance and so i need to get i need to do something about this man and so i'm like when I was younger, you know, the first time I tried to get in recovery, the second time I tried to get in recovery, there was this place called Eleven Eleven Island Street. Mm-hmm. It was like a detox they'd take you to, and they had these like green mats you sleep on. And if, if like, let's say you were drunk and you were nonviolent, and they take you, it was like the it was like probably like the crash of the of the of my day. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like no BS, man. They'd get you in a program if you need to get into a program. You know, they were there for the low bottom alcoholic addict. Yeah, which is which is what I was, man. I had, you know, I'd lost everything. I didn't have two nickels to rub together. And so I was, um, I, I, I knew I wanted to get, do something about this, man. I, I was done for the first time in my life, you know, for the first time in my entire life, I had finally realized that, you know, this just doesn't work mm-hmm. and there's no, you know, I said this before already, but there's just no scenario whatsoever that I can think of. Cause I've tried them all. You know what I mean? I've tried just doing ecstasy, tried just doing cocaine, tried just smoking weed, tried just drinking, tried just doing whatever, and always leads me back to to meth. It always leads me back to what you like to do. Oh, utter helplessness. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like utter helplessness. And so I knew there was this like place. This is a pretty funny story, man. I knew there was this place called Eleven Eleven Island. It was the detox. And so I was downtown already. And I was like, dude, I when I'd gotten out. My family got together and they gave me this bag of stuff, you know, like some because it was cold.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And they're like, well, you can't come home. You can't come here. But here, here's a jacket. Here's a flannel. Here's some pants, some extra socks, you know, you know, good luck, man. So I was like, "This was my homeless kit, you know. Yeah. God. So I was walking. around. I would lost all of that. I don't know what I did with it. You know, I, I stuffed guess it in a bush. I'll come back. Exactly. <laughs> so I was walking around downtown and I, I had gotten some gray. I almost brought these. So I still have a man. I got wow. some. I got some gray uh, Volcom jeans that were like hand-me-downs, you know. And But, I, had, it, you know, I was hot. I could not be wearing jeans, so I would gotten some bush trimmers and I cut them into shorts. But I couldn't get the legs even, so the shorts just kept getting shorter and shorter, you know. And so <laughs> I'm, like, God. I'm like walking around downtown and like cut off gray <laughs> jean shorts, dude. Like hey there, Michael. I, 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 yeah, dude. Oh. I had lost not my true. fucking... <laughs>
0: I got you a smoked new out, Bro, I, smoked out, Daisy Dukes. I had no,
2: uh, I lost this jacket, lost the side, no shirt. You know, I, I, um, I had lost the socks. I think I had both my shoes still, but I'm not sure. And I was walking around downtown looking for this 1111 11 Island Street, and I couldn't find it. And I was like, "How? What is this? Disappeared? Where's it gone?" And, you know. And so finally, one of the other dudes that was down there, that was, you know, outdoors. Asked me what I was doing, you know. He'd see me walking around downtown for three days. And I was like, I'm looking for the detox. And he's like, well, it's gone, you know. I was I was literally at 1111 the Street for three days walking around the block. So <laughs> I couldn't put it together that it wasn't there anymore. Right. I <laughs> just kept thinking I'm missing it, you know. I was like, oh, it's gone. I, no, I'm missing it. It's gone. I went around again. I went around again. And finally, the guy was like, yeah, it's gone, man. It was condos. It's condos now or something. Oh, crap. So he was like, there's another place you might be able to get into. Um, down the street on Broadway. And so I was like, all right, man. So I, I scraped together some change from some people and I went and bought a 40 and <laughs> I sat behind a dumpster and drank it. And I fell asleep on the pavement down out in front of uh, Salvation Army on February 14th, 2015. Damn. And I went into that place on February. Um, no, I'm sorry. It was February 11th, 2015. I went to that place and surrendered my life, man. Once and for all. Damn. Yeah, and here we are.
1: And your clean date is the 12th?
2: Uh, No, February 11th. So I went in February 10th. Okay. And my clean date is February 11th,
1: 2015. Holy shit. Yes. Fuck. So what was that first 90 days like?
2: It was rough, man. I was all over the place. And I ended up, you know, the program was six months.
4: You know what's crazy is, like, I went into the halfway house February 15th.
2: 2014
4: 2015 and we're brothers <laughs> that's wild yeah like I, yeah. I just like i was in crash from may 16th to december and then they told me i had to go into uh i had to go into a sober living so i went into the sober living 2000 like in december of 2014 and then i finally got sentenced in january and then they told me I had to go into the halfway house for six months. So my the day that I had to turn myself into the halfway house over in Overland was um, February 15, 2015. Yeah, I'll never forget that day. It's crazy. Yeah. Being,
0: being homeless in downtown and fucking on drugs is a fucking trip.
4: Yeah. Bro,
2: I, I, <laughs> I, was, there for, lie, I was down there for a week and that was I, enough
0: I, for me. I felt like that was fucking months.
2: Bro, I, I, months. I kind of enjoyed it, you know. Yeah, Like the crazier stuff got, the more fun I had. Like the farther my brain got fried, it seemed like I was having the most fun. You know, like if I couldn't put two and two together, I was like, I'm going to figure it out. You know, I'd spend mm-hmm. six hours digging in a trash can because I thought the answers were in there. You know, it was the weirdest thing, man. Drugs are bad. Yeah. you know, Clearly. Methamphetamine is bad, dude. Yeah. You dude, know, it doesn't take much to take yeah. you to that point. Yeah. And
4: it's like and it and for me, being an addict for so long, like. That feels normal. Right. like going, yeah. going down there, whenever I go down there and I, and I help out and stuff like that, like Dustin had me hand out socks and stuff, it felt normal. It felt like I was around my people. Right. Like I go on these rides and stuff and I feel abnormal. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, I feel like you, I, I'm always, I'm always like in the back, and like eh, you know. No, the yeah. streets are a part of you. Yeah, you know I mean those, but like that, that shit, that shit feels yeah. normal to me.
2: Those streets are a part of me, dude. Yeah, you know they made me who I was in this later part of my life. Believe it or not, you know I learned yeah. some valuable lessons out there, hard lessons. I bet. Which seems like yeah. the only the way. The, it seems like the only way I can ever learn is the hard way.
1: Yeah, getting I did. a little
2: bit. You know, I learned the hard way, and I learned them, and I'm grateful for those. You know, it was a really trying time hard and you know i wish i didn't have to go through it but i'm not but i did go through it you know and i came out the other side and the question was settled because of those times because of those hard times because of the way those streets take stuff out of you and put stuff in you i knew this time was i was done
1: so you know, the
2: reservations were gone
1: what is the sally
2: like so i got into the sally so it's it's a it's a christian-based program which i was cool with you know I, i'm i you know, I don't have any problem with that at all, man. As right. a matter of fact, if you ask me if I was a Christian, I would say, yes, you right. know, I am. And uh, so I went in there and but it was rules and I was not ready to follow rules. <laughs> you know, I mean, I just my brain was not functioning on that level at that time, you know. So I had, I had two or three days clean and they're telling me, oh, you got to shave, you got to wake up, you got to do this, you got to do that. And I'm like, man, I, I can't even think straight. And but I tried, I put my I put my mind to it. And, uh, you know, I tried my best, man, and I, I ended up getting sick. And I was, like, sick for three days. You know, it was probably, it was probably like the first coronavirus, man. It was bad. <laughs> all right. And I was so sick, man. And they were like, no, you got to get up. You got to go to work because you work in a warehouse. So basically what happens is is you get in there, and they put you right to work. So they have all their donations coming in, and you, you're in the house there. Then you walk over to their warehouse. You sort clothes. You go out in trucks and collect donations and all that kind of stuff. So I was doing that and got sick, man, and I needed a day or two off, and and during those two days, I think I my brain leveled itself out, you know, and I was I was like, man, this is not where I want to be in my life." Right. You know, I, I kind of like it came home. I came to myself mm-hmm. while I was there, and so you know, I, could, I got kicked out after 23 days. I'll put it you this way, man I, I just could not figure out how to follow the rules there, and they kicked me out, but I had that moment of clarity, so for that, I'm grateful. You know, Mm -hmm. they fed me, I got some good food in me, got some meals, I got some weight back on me. And I had that moment of clarity to where I knew that there was more for me in this life than what I was doing, that uh, drugs and alcohol no longer had to be a part of my story and that I could do this one day at a time if I, if I really committed, if I really gave my will and my life over to power, to the care of God as I understood him, you know, which is what I did, which is what I got from that place, man. So people could say whatever they want. People could say whatever they want about crash or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But I took something from that place that changed me, that made me, you know, stick around.
1: Right. I honestly, for me, it's, I don't give a shit what you do as long as it keeps you right. fucking off drugs. Right, dude. Because you know no one is fucking worth it. Shout
2: out that. to that dude, Bryant, who you had on the show.
1: Yo, the right? homie, right? Yeah, he just raw-dogged it.
2: Raw-dogged it. You know what I mean? It. He's like, I'm changing my life. <laughs> I don't need nothing. Bro, you know? talk about right. doing some yeah. time, too, right. as
1: a fucking youngster. Yeah, so that yeah, was cool, man.
2: man. I really respected that. Like, it just showed me that, you know, we did it this way, but you don't have to do it our way. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know right. what I'm saying? There's no, a lot don't. of different ways, but this is the way that I... That,
0: and that's what's cool. Everybody's story's unique. Everyone you know what I mean, we all have. We all go through the same things, but our stories are different. Right? They're yep. fucking different. Yeah. You know, every, there's a, there's every, a lot of similarities, but at the end of the day, it's not. That's not the case.
4: Yeah. Every morning, Bryant like calls me. Or you send me a text and shit like that. Hey, homie, it's fucking 5 30, dog. You better be up, oh, homie. Mm-hmm. Like, you better be fucking up. Like, you got to yep. get this. You got to get cracking on this shit. You Positive vibes only, yeah. man. Straight up. With oh, that yeah, dude. he's solid. So, stuff, so, so, yeah, where do you go?
2: So, check this out. I got kicked out and uh, I went into that place with. Uh,
1: I cut him off. Huh? My bad. Uh,
2: <laughs> I went into that place with everything I owned in a trash bag. And I left that place twenty-three days later with everything I owned at a trash. <laughs> <laughs> we <laughs> hadn't gained much. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, but I had but I, I knew that I was that I didn't want to drink or use. And downtown, I was running muck down there, dude. I could have went to any corner down there and copped. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what, man? I'm done. I'm done. And I walked right past my dealer's house to this other place and checked in there and tried to get in there, but I couldn't get in. And you know, during those twenty-three days you know, God did a miracle in my life. That's all I could say. And people came back around people that I, so check this out, man. There was this guy that I met when I was 15 years old named Bernie Coda. Shout out to Bernie. He's my sponsor. has been there for me through thick and thin, man. And, uh, he's one of those OGs, dude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys that have spent lots of time in prison and changed his life, you know? And while I was in that program, I got connected with him. And so I called him and he, Gaffled me up, dude. You know, he took me in. Um, my ex-wife let me stay on, sleep on her floor for the next couple weeks until I could get some money together. I was going to meetings. I started working as a plumber, making ten bucks an hour. Damn. You know, I just started building my life back up, man. You know, what I'm saying I just knew, and and uh, you know, the most important thing I was doing was I was going to meetings every day. Right. Every single day, I was in a meeting or two meetings or three meetings, however meetings I could get to. I was going to meetings, man, and I was connecting with people and working the program and uh, I almost said it, dude. Yeah,
0: that's all right. It's all
2: good. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> you know, working the twelve step program. was that's all what right. I was doing. And I um I mean I, t- I had a second chance at life, man. I had like I had another chance. I had so many chances, but I had another chance. And for some reason, I thought this might be my last chance. Oh, well, I didn't know if it would be my last chance, but I wasn't going to squander this one, man. I was done. And so i that's what I was doing. I, the first 90 days were me just chasing this, like it, my life depended on it.
1: Fuck yeah. You know? Fuck yeah. And
2: and that's what I still do. I mean, if I'm being honest, that's what I still do. Yeah. I mean, I've been, been clean seven years, and I still chase it. I still go to three meetings a week, plus do other spiritual stuff, plus help people, plus, you know, whatever I can do. I mean, this is a way of life, right? This is our way of life. And, and, uh, everything I'll put it to you this way. Everything that I learned about staying clean, I learned in my first 90 days, Mm. you know, nothing changes, man. The same thing that keeps you clean in those first 90 days keeps you clean. You know, the rest of your life, you go to meetings, you work the steps, you get a sponsor, you help others and you get a God that you can do business with a higher power. And you and you and you turn your will and your life over to him. You know, that's what I did. And that's what I was doing for those ninety days, man. It was good. I felt strong. I just felt like, you know, I'd come out of hell and Literally. I made it. Built, back.
0: A, built a good foundation too. Yeah. You know, it,
2: it was you know, I've just I'm so grateful for that for this chance. And Bernie's still your sponsor? Bernie is still my sponsor. Yeah, I talked to him before I came here. Nice yeah, he said, a, what's up.
4: Yeah, he's like he does the H and I over there, right?
1: Mm. Uh, maybe, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I,
0: yeah it's really I, hard. It's really hard to have a podcast, and and I love the program. You mm-hmm. know what I mean. And it's really yeah. fucking difficult at times. So like, I saw you could almost catch it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, and I mean, to there's it, tons it. of times we're like spit, we're getting into and spitting, blah, blah blah. You know, and I'm like, oh, I can't say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to so bad. You know what I mean? All I right. think it's really cool. Um, the things that you shared though, especially when it comes to uh, you know our program, because that hasn't been done on the podcast. Uh-huh. And so for people to actually hear some of that, I think it's going to be neat for them.
2: Yeah. The process.
0: Yeah.
2: Right. That is the process. Trust it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Trust the process. Trust the motherfucking process. Trust the process. Our new logo says that. Trust Trust the process. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a fucking fact.
2: And let me tell you, man, this is a, anybody can do this thing, you know, like anybody can change and get this second chance.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Anybody. I mean, literally, some of us in here were gone, right? We were the ones that people had given up on. And yet here we are. You know, look at you guys, dude. You ever seen Dustin's mugshot?
1: I love it. <laughs> when he calls me, that's the photo he that looks pops like
2: up. A, I don't know, he looks like a monster. He, he looks like the Hills Have Eyes guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> and now look at him, dude. <laughs> this, this what cool, a miracle, this dude. This
0: fucking guy right here, every time I call, he is on there. I saw it the other
1: yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> so I remember
2: good. seeing that. I was like, who is that? That is not no. you.
1: Whenever I'm at work and he calls me and people are like, oh, my God, who is
0: that? I'm like, yeah, you don't want to
2: fuck with that daddy. guy. That's my daddy. That's
1: my big brother and he'll
0: fucking kill you. <laughs> you know, I, I I met my Mike real early into yeah. my recovery, man, and you've been so fucking solid and sweet and nice. You, you have been I mean? solid, dude. Really? Yeah. I really appreciate the fuck out of you.
2: You're like the most solid dude that I, one of the most solid dudes I know in recovery.
1: Appreciate that.
2: Yeah, you and Ian and Rafa. Dude, I remember you know watching I mean?
1: you take three years at the Friday night. And when I had just gotten down here, and mm-hmm. I
0: was like, I like that guy. That yeah. guy's fucking solid. They, they started that meeting. Yeah, you no, did. I didn't start it. No, I thought you did. No. You No, you Sebastian. And, um, uh, I haven't seen him in a while. The surfer, Damon. Damon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Fucking great guy. I thought yeah. like you guys started. I mean, yeah. well, when we first start coming around, Mike was hitting me up saying, "Hey, come over and yeah. blah 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 blah." And this is yeah. like a new. I thought like, it was a new Sebastian, Sebastian, no, no, young no, no. one, youngin. Yeah.
1: And and Damon. Yep. <laughs> That's the two chill. Yeah, I hope he's doing well. I haven't seen him or heard from him. I called him a couple times a year ago. Hope he's good. Yeah, he's yeah. He just had a baby.
2: What? Another one? Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's a solid. That dude's yeah, solid as good fuck. Man. Yeah. He's a really good dude.
2: Well, yeah, I remember. With, you guys want to hear the first time I ever met B. Graph? Oh, yeah. yeah fuck yeah, I want to hear this. I don't remember when it was. <laughs> so we're over at uh, Fairmont Recovery, right? Yeah. I think it was me, you, Dustin, uh, Dustin, Ian, you. But I had never met you before. It was one of those functions they were having over sure. there, right? And I think you were selling Fords at that time. Mm-hmm. And I think Ian was asking you about the new Ford or something like that. And so you had your phone and you were like showing them the new Ford like this. And I like come, I came over to like look over your shoulder. And you like turn around and square it up with me, man. You're like, what's up? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I just wanted to see the truck, man you're like, oh, I thought you wanted some problems, man.
1: (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) What? I I was
2: like, nah, dog. I just wanted to see the truck. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. My bad. Really? (laughs) Jesus Christ. God damn. I was like.
0: Uh, that, I mean, honestly, that doesn't even sound like It doesn't.
2: I, like, I was like, I have never met any more solid, anyone more solid than Dustin <laughs> and as crazy as B-Graph.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, maybe it's just
1: because now so
2: funny. God damn, why, why I feel why like
0: why, it's why don't we start off this with an amends? Oh, no, man. <laughs> Mike, I'm
2: sorry that my life was driven no, no, off you ego. You had never met me before, you didn't know, I don't think you knew what I was doing. It was just funny. It was oh more of a God. funny thing to me, even at the time. Right. I was just like <laughs> This
1: is fucking newcomer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> man. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, and I'm yeah. in mean, like in some polo shirt yeah, and my you're exactly, skinny dude, dress you're
2: exactly dude and like yeah you're in some like blue polo and some tan pants or something oh jesus and i was Christ. like this dude is loco <laughs> Oh yeah, this dude is loco in la cabeza <laughs> yeah
0: yeah uh, fun times oh my god oh, i'm sorry i <laughs> oh,
1: good man it's i don't act fun, like that it's a fun life. memory
2: dude believe it or not it's a fun memory oh uh,
0: hey real quick i just want to talk about what the fuck you've been doing now though
2: okay Like right now, right now. How good is your goddamn life right now? How good is your life? Because I know you'd be doing some. (laughs) I know,
0: I know you'd be out there doing some fucking cool shit. Life is
2: good, man. I life has taken a a change that uh, I had never thought possible, man. I Never thought possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I. There's a part in this in the literature that I like to read. I heard some dude say one time that if we followed down this path, that you know, lost dreams awaken, Mm -hmm. and new dreams appear. You know. And it's talking about like in my in my interpretation of that, it's talking about how when we start using or when, we're, when we get all twisted up as people who are addicts, you know, we lose focus of who we really are, you know, and our the, the things that are, you know, defects in us are kind of like run us. Mm-hmm. And then we get clean and we get this new way of life and those things, and we start doing self working on ourselves with the 12 steps and those things start to un, unravel, you know, what's twisted up in us unravel. And we get a chance to become the person that God intended us to be before we contracted this disease of addiction. Mm-hmm. And right now in my life, that's been coming true. You know, I've been Kinda doing things sick that ass dude, house, bro. things that I never thought possible. I'll put it to this way. When I was growing up and I'd be, or no, I was in Murphy Canyon at this time, and I think I was like nine years old, and I had gotten to play on the all-star little league. I had just gotten drafted to the majors, you know, the <laughs> yeah, little, right? The little league majors, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I got to I got to play on the all-star team. Even that, year. I was like the youngest guy on the all-star. I was like nine or ten or something like that. But I remember we had to go play the all-stars in this place called Rancho Bernardo, you know, and I'd never been anywhere close to places like Rancho Bernardo. So we're driving up to 15, man, and we leave the kind of like the city. And all I see is like eucalyptus trees everywhere and freaking, you know, fresh air and uh, white people, you know, right. like blonde hair, blue eyes.
0: Yeah, zero like diversity. Golden there. retrievers <laughs> and yeah. Porsches and
2: sobs, you know, and I'm like, what is this land of milk and honey? You know, like I, I, never, Our right, I had never seen anything like it. I didn't, you know, I'd never we were four, man. Right. I mean, we were government cheese poor, you know. Yeah. And here we are going up to this place that was not poor. And I remember thinking to myself, like, how do people live like this? You know, how is this even possible? And my mom was like, Oh, these are rich people. These are yuppies. You know, they think they're better than us, man. Right. And I was like, Yeah, well, they're not, you know. <laughs> and I went out there, and you know, I had a really good game. Um, and I knew they weren't better than me because I, you know, smashed them. Right. But um. But I still never, I, but I, okay, so that kind of put something in my heart. Like, mm. there is this other life out there that is possible, completely opposite of what I'm living, and I want it. And guess what? I just bought a house in Rancho Bernardo.
1: That's yeah. right. Literally on the golf course. Rancho house, Bernardo. Bro. On the course. On the, golf on the course. course. Yeah,
2: I'm a member of a country club, dude yeah so fucking damn right. Country living is what i love living in a fucking bush <laughs> it's crazy to dude a fucking golf like course. it is nuts bro man. and it's just not even that it's just like i i look around and and like you know i could have never i never thought it would be possible i never mm. thought it would be possible man but that dream that god put in my heart when i was eight years old is what he's given me now because i turned my will and my life over to him
3: right
2: you know that's the truth of the matter You know, it's it's what I, I, you know, what I do, what I'm doing now, man, is I wake up every day and I put one foot in front of the other and I try to line my will up with God's will. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, life seems to be pretty good. Right. You know? And um, when I take my will back, I get my, I still get myself in trouble these days, but
1: you know. Dude, I I love to hear the material shit. Like I love hearing people get the houses, they get the car, the great job, but like I, I know this about you because you invited me to do it, and I, it was fucking awesome. And you're also a fucking blue belt in jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah, man. I, I've you been doing Brazilian
2: Planet? jiu-jitsu at 10th Planet for about three years now. And i also been boxing. Shout out to Tiger Smalls. Tiger hey. Smalls boxing. Wow. And uh, Richie the Boogeyman Martinez. Yeah. And the Butter Panther PJ Barch, man. These guys have, like, instilled some amazing things in me. And I've been uh, winning competitions. You know, I'm undefeated. No shit. Yeah, yep undefeated in co- jiu-jitsu ass, competitions and um you know it's just a, it's a crazy man I, you know, i'm 48 years old i started doing jiu-jitsu when i was 45 damn so i'm like a super late bloomer that's just another one of those things that i just never thought if you would have told me 10 years ago that i'd be doing jiu-jitsu and living in rancho bernardo there'd have been no way i'd have been like there. there's no way man
1: so i also how's your relationship with your son
2: that's pretty good, man. Me and him are like best friends again. You know, actually, we just went fishing on Saturday. No sh- oh,
1: yeah, yeah, you called me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: exactly. Went fishing uh, with him. And he's 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 an amazing young man. You know, he it's like he got, Tristan, I love you so much, man. Hmm. I'm so proud of you, dude. There is nothing that you could do to make me love you any more or any less than I already do, bro. Love you, man. Hmm. But he has, like, gotten the best parts of me and his mom. Like, he is he's he so smart, so funny. So witty and so caring, and uh, he's just an amazing dude. You know,
1: that's and, the shit I think people need to hear. Is like, yeah. I can completely and totally fucking burn my life to the ground, but I have a chance to make it right. And it's yeah. not always gonna. You're not yeah. always gonna be able to rekindle that relationship. Yeah. Right? But there's a fucking yeah. chance. It,
2: it took me time, man. It took me about two years. Fuck yeah. Before he would rightfully so. Yeah, he would be like, you know what, man, you you blew it. Yeah. And I'd be like, you know what? You're right. I'm sorry, man. I'm not like, going to no, stop No, sorry though. don't matter. You yeah. know, I'm, I, heard, I All I hear from you is sorry. You know? And I was just like, it's true. He's right. What right. am I supposed to say to that, man? So I just kept putting one foot in front of the other and giving it up to my to God. And eventually he started softening. And then finally, man, we're homies again. That's right. Know? Fuck, I and, need to uh, hear that. He is such a good. I'm so blessed to have him. I'm so blessed to have a second chance yeah, with him. Yeah, right. You know? Because we're not always promised that, man. What we're promised is freedom from active addiction. You uh, right, know what I'm saying? Right. That's what we're oh. promised. And those other things aren't promised to us. But this is what I always say. Like, I have no chance at a relationship with him in my family if I'm using. At least if I'm clean, I have a chance right. at all of those good things that we have right. in store for us in life, you know?
4: Right. Rafa, you got any parting words? Yo, Mike, I... I've always been a big fan of the red. So yeah, I mean like <laughs> I like, always always been a big fan of the red. like everything that I've seen you do since I've met you has been nothing but like solid shit and like yeah. every time every time like I, I see your dog or something oh, like man. that like dude Samara loves your fucking dog. Dude. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that he's dog and I don't like best. many animals. He's yeah. pretty he's, solid. Yeah, he's a cool little dog man and like. I appreciate you 110% man like you support Likewise, me Rafa. man and, and dude same with you man
2: you. everything i seen you yeah. do is solid all of you guys dude i'm i cannot believe this man i wanted to say this about your guys' podcast you know this um this podcast is going to be around for quite some time right you know like apple is the one of the biggest companies in the world like i i don't see a future without it right i mean with like amazon apple right um you know Control, like shell, these companies are like yeah. Part, those blue
0: chips, you know. Right, stuff. these companies are like
2: part <laughs> of the fabric of this world, yeah. and this podcast is going to be on that platform, right, forever. So
0: that's y- that's actually pretty. Uh, think about that because I mean, Spotify can go away, right? Spotify can go the way could, of but Apple, exactly but actually, that's what i was thinking. Yeah, you're right, but Apple, yeah. it's it's most likely not going to go away. Yeah. I mean
2: So you,
4: we're here for the long haul, boys. Yeah, right. But
2: how how beautiful is that, man? Yeah. You guys have Hell taken yeah. something that you love to do and are potentially gonna be helping people for the rest of eternity or until this world ends. God damn. I I mean, yeah, no, oh, yeah. I did think about that, man. That's no. I thought about solid. that before I came and I thought about what an accomplishment, you know, that is for you guys. That's amazing.
0: Dude, thank
1: you.
2: And I'm super grateful Holy to shit. be a part of it, you yeah. know. Super, yeah, yeah.
0: super stoked to have you on man you're i i respected and loved you from the moment that i met you man i think i yeah. had maybe like a year clean i know i was just it was uh the mesa vista meeting when yep. i first met you and um i mean we've gone fishing together mm-hmm. we've gone on trips together for for uh almost slipped <laughs> <laughs> you know camp outs and that sort of thing you know yeah. but um uh, the one thing man is you've always been true You've yeah. never gone so sideways. Yeah. You right. know what I mean? You've always stayed consistently the same. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact, if I needed something, I can call you and
2: you 100%. Be there.
0: And I fucking absolutely love you, man.
2: Love you
1: too. Dude, I couldn't be more grateful to have you in my life. Like I said, I met you when you had three years and to see, like, you were already on a fucking rocket trajectory. And you've just been, you give back so freely what was given to you. And I think that's why you're able to cherish what you have. Because that's what they tell us to do. You give it away to keep it and you fucking give it away like you inviting me to jujitsu when in the middle of the pandemic and I was fucking going through it uh-huh. and fucking that to me, I was like, dude, this fucking guy actually cares about me. Like he wants okay. to be my friend because he likes me for who I am. Absolutely. And as one positive dude from another dude, I'd hope you never fucking change.
2: I remember seeing you at, uh, at meetings and then I didn't see you. And then I, <laughs> I think I, I went to a concert or something like that. And you were up on stage. Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you were like all dancing around and stuff. Emo, and,
0: uh, like emo night.
1: I
2: don't think it was Emo night. I think it was a band. I'm pretty sure it was a band, but I can't.
1: <laughs> it was an Emo night. <laughs> was it? It was. That's where I, I'm a hype man um, for my homeboy. But I
2: saw you there, man. I went up and we hugged. And man, I was
1: fucking loaded. You were loaded. Yeah.
2: And I was just like, well, I love you, man. Oh, and shit. When you were ready to come back. Do
1: you remember that? Yeah. We're oh, you here, were, you know. You were fully loaded. I, I bumped into him and you, you were with Sebastian, right?
2: No, I don't remember who I was with. No, no. I think I was with Bree.
1: You I that. No, 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 oh yeah. I also bumped into you at uh the first time I ever met Bethany or the first time Bethany ever saw me, Rockstar, the Rockstar Distrup Fest. Yes, I was Fest. shooting photos yes. for that.
2: Yep. I hold your I held your camera when you went in the pit, remember? Yep. Yeah, dude. Yep. Sick yeah. ass
1: fool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I can't even fucking do what I'm asked to do the whole time. But yeah, yeah no, and then sick, even man. when I brooklyn, I was
0: fucking tore
1: when off. You,
2: when you came back, dude, I was so happy. You know what I mean? But I was thank like, you. so happy that you made it back.
0: It's it it fucking hurts when you see yeah. people that you fucking you know, love or just, you know, like, because you just meet somebody and then they go back out and you're like, fuck, like, why can't they get it? But they, they got to fucking fall. You got to go
2: through Mm -hmm. what you got to go through. You know what I mean? And it's like, who, who knows who, who knows why some people get it and some people don't man, but I'm grateful that we have it.
1: That's 100% (laughs) damn bro. So yeah. Um, You got any closing? You got
2: anything closing? Are are we done? I thought we were going to go for like another hour, man. (laughs) We got some jokes or something? No, i joking. (laughs) It's been another episode of the LFG 1904 show.
1: (laughs) You know the fucking deal. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go.
4: Sick.